All right, we are live. Welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. All right, it's Friday night. Share this out, share this out, share it out. Right? Share this out, share this out, share this out. Welcome. Okay, so we're doing uh, The Law of One, right? Orion Rising. I actually titled it Class Number Two, but Orion Rising. I forgot to put The Law of One in there. I'll have to adjust that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to everybody. So we are live. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. Let me turn off that overlay so you can see my ugly mug for a second here. Bam, there I am. Okay, so we're going to continue with learning about the law of one and then start with comparative, again, with religions and stuff like that and living the law of one and the history of that, right? So... I'm going to go back to, and I'll put it up on the screen for you to see, the, the we never really got past the first session, catching up to session four or five. So we're going to we'll start with that. Let me put the comments back on so I can see you guys here, and then I'll put that up. So welcome. Share this out. Uh, share this out, share this out, share this out, right? So I fixed my YouTube channel, so finally you guys can find me by looking for Orion Rising, right? You don't have to look for my name. It's actually under Orion Rising. Uh, you guys will be able to find the YouTube channel. right? Uh, Denise, welcome. So um, I'm going to get into, like I said, share this out. Let me put that in the chat right here, right? Share this out. Share this out, share this out, right? Okay, so I'm going to get right into uh, talking about the Law of One again. So we, we kind of covered that last week. Uh, what what it was, what, I didn't really get into the backstory. Uh, so I'm going to get into the backstory as to why. Let's get, let's get into that, why all of this is happening, right? So let me start with that, and then I'll put up, let me put that back on the screen here. Let me find it. Let me make sure I got the right one, right? Is that it? No, it's the next one, I think. That's the one. Okay, so I'll put that on the screen, and then I'll turn my camera off so you guys won't be seeing my, you know, when you can see me, which you can't see me, right? I'm behind the behind the, the banner there. Okay, so let's start with why, then we'll go into what Ross said here in question seven and session one. So why is, okay, the law of one, let's, let's recant really quickly. The law of one is what? The idea that there is one, two, one true creator in the universe. Right, one true creator in the universe, which is an androgynous, and this is very important. <clears throat> it's not a monotheistic male-dominated religion. It's not a monotheistic female-dominated religion. It's not a dual-aspect male-female god-goddess. It is above that and beyond that. It is the creator of the universe, and the creator of the universe is androgynous, male and female, complete as one. Right. So that is one of the uh, main reasons why most of the books uh, that were taken out of the uh, now, um, you know, uh, Catholic, Christian, Judeo, uh, Judea, you know, Judaism, Muslim, those religions, those big three religions. The reason their, their Bibles are the way they are now is because all of those books were taken out that painted the creator of the universe is male and female. Why? Because at the time that all of those were being adjusted, 
it was Roman Catholics, Jewish Catholics, Eastern Orthodox, Jewish Catholics, uh, uh, you know, Christians, right? People who are Christians for some reason think Catholics are not. The word Catholicism or, or the word Catholic just means universal. People don't realize that. So uh, like the universal life church, that's what Catholicism means. So the, the in Phoenix, Arizona, the universal life church where I've been uh, ordained to minister is just the English words for Catholic. Okay. So uh, and, and the Catholic religion, let me explain that to people. Everyone goes, no, no, the Catholic religion, they're not Christian. Actually, they're the true Christians and they still are. They're the only Christians who actually follow Christ. All other Christian religions, you go into their religion, you go into their church, their synagogue, and what do you see? You see a idol on the wall that is in the shape of a, of a T, not a cross, because a cross was actually an X that, that Jesus was actually uh, crucified on. You can look that up in Roman history. They didn't crucify people on a T. They crucified you on a cross, which was an X. The word meant X, cross, meant cross, not T. That's a T. Okay. So Jesus was never crucified on a T. That was later adopted because it looked cool. And it, it, the truth is, if you're crucified on there and the stuff wouldn't go through his hands because there is nothing here in between the knuckles. So if they put in between, if they shoved a, a big spike through my hand, it would, my weight, my body would just tear it right out through in between my fingers. That's not a joke. That's the truth. So they put it here because the wrist would stop it. The wrist bones are, are many and they're round. So if you put the, you would, they would actually, Jesus would have been crucified behind both of these wrists because then it would support his weight and it wouldn't go through there and through here to get him off of the, off of the T. Okay. So if they had done that, they would have tied his arms, right? So that the, the weight would be supported because just hanging there, uh, his own body weight would suffocate him. The whole purpose of crucifying somebody is so that they live long enough to basically die of, of uh, exposure, okay? Or the, the, you know, the elements or the animals or both. That's, that's cruel. It's done on purpose. You don't want a quick death. So if somebody was crucified on a T, that's very insufficient. Uh, and then uh, having his feet overlaid the way they claim and two spikes crashed through that, same thing. There is nothing uh, in the knuckles of the toes to stop it uh, completely from being pulled out. So the truth is, Jesus could have escaped. He would have been uh, taking a lot of time to heal his hands because he would have torn them apart, but he would have been able to escape. Uh, that's why they don't crucify people that way. They don't want you to escape. So that's wrong. And when you go to these religions that call themselves Christians who judge the Catholic religion, um, the, they, they are, they took Jesus off the cross. Why? I guess it was offensive to them. They didn't want to see Jesus. The whole point of, of following Jesus in these religions. And I use that term loosely because, you know, if you know anything about me, you don't, you know, I know the religions are corrupt and, and that's why everybody has a problem on the planet with the different, with all the religions. It's because the Orthodox religion, orthodoxy in and of itself has been corrupted. And now they're just money-making schemes to, to control the world. That's it. Okay. But however, you can ignore all that and still go to those churches and still uh, ascend to heaven and uh, not ever be touched by the evil that is that is there, okay? But the, but the Catholic religion still has Jesus on the cross, and it is still a T. It's also wrong, 
if you look back in, in Roman history, you will see they were all crucified on an X, and that was normal throughout the uh, the time back then everywhere on the planet. Nobody got crucified on a T. It just didn't happen. That was something that was changed. It's like if you watch somebody commit suicide on television, they do it the wrong way when they try to cut their wrists because they don't want you doing it the proper way to bleed out. So they want you to do it the wrong way so that there's a good possibility that you'll survive and they'll be able to stop you. Same thing with when somebody shoots themselves, they put the gun underneath their head, underneath their chin, and they pull the trigger. And unless you have that tilted just the right way, only thing you're going to do is the same thing that Kurt Cobain did is blow your face off and then suffer as you, as you bleed to death and die. That's what happened to him. Uh, so if he really wanted to die, he should have, instead of putting it underneath his chin and blowing off the front of his uh, face, he, you know, his jaw and his mouth, his nose and, and, uh, and the like, and never touching his brain, which is what happened to him. Uh, you know, you want to put it to the side of your head or the front of your head so you die because it blows your brain into bits. But they don't do that. It's just like fights on television, you know, uh, all the fights uh, all the way up to uh, after Fight Club came out, even then, really, because Fight Club was was a little more gory. But, uh, you know, all the fights on television are completely fight scenes are completely a lie. They're n nothing to do with martial arts whatsoever. Even the martial art movies have nothing to do with martial arts. So they don't show you reality. They show you a fake shit. So you think that's reality. So you don't actually hurt anybody. That's why they do that. The religions do the same thing. They they are doing the exact same thing just to keep you in their seats. And they're only telling you what they want you to know to keep coming back. They don't tell you anything about uh, except for you have an immortal soul and you have to uh, be baptized. Otherwise, you're going to go to hell. And there is no such place as hell. The, the only place that is hell is if you choose to not have anything to do with uh, with God at all. That's your choice. That's you have a free will. You have that choice. That's in one of the laws is free will. OK, so. Let's talk about the veiling and all of that, right? So the, some of the laws are the law of confusion, the law of chaos. Those, uh, those two laws are the veiling and the ego, the evil uh, tendency, okay? There was a time in the universe when that didn't happen. And the people, I think I covered this. I know I covered this on many, many shows. But then this is told by Ra. We'll get into that when we get to there with Ra. Ra covers that and tells the story. So I'm going to tell it really quickly, and then it'll be in more depth as you go on in the classes later on as we progress. Okay. So there was a time with no veiling. Veiling means the forgetfulness, uh, so that you don't remember that you are part of the creation and that you are God. Right, you don't remember any of that, or whatever you want to call that deity, that that uh, that uh, creator of the universe, the one true creator of the universe. Uh, and so it is a monotheistic ideology, and the people who have many gods hate that. But the people who have many gods, every religion who has many gods has a god for every everything. Everything has a god. If I breathe, it's a god. Right. So you have to look at those as if they're silly, if they're children. There's a God of my stick. There's a God of my finger. There's a God of my nose. There's a God of my elbow, the God of my shoulder, right? There's a God that, that creates all of those. And that's not, that's not a joke. You can read those in a lot of the creation stories where they literally have a God that creates the right eyeball, a God that creates the left eyeball, a God that creates the right cheek, other way around, left, right. You know what I mean? A God that creates my nose, a God that creates my tongue, a God that creates my, literally. Now, if you look at things from a, from a standpoint of atheism, you would then see that, and this is what, if you guys, anybody paid attention to the 
uh, shows that I did uh, talking about the uh, uh, alien interview that didn't, quote unquote, with finger quotes, didn't happen at Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, where I did 23, over 23 episodes of an interview that didn't, quote unquote, take place by the CIA at Roswell, New Mexico. And in that interview that didn't take place, the the alien that didn't survive, the uh, alien spaceship that didn't crash in Roswell, New Mexico, didn't call herself Errol. And she didn't claim that uh, the that that people souls not humans but souls created everything including the human race and all the animals and everything in it the insects everything in it was all created and it wasn't created by a creator of the universe it was created by other people but um but but like really really intelligent people they um have somehow have forgotten how to to do all those jobs Right, which would suggest there that, that that she comes from a conquering society, like the Horde. If you play a World of Warcraft, somebody who that's all they do is conquer. They don't have they don't have time for people who create shit, right? And people who are evil in this part of the law of one. Why am I getting down that road? Because if you're evil and you're choosing, you don't choose God. You choose now. You choose what's tangible. And there is no God, and your ego tells you that's impossible because if there was, God wouldn't allow me to just do this stuff. And you have to tell yourself that story. You have to believe that there's an all-knowing, all-loving God who is in control of everything and then allows everybody to murder. Therefore, that, that's, the, that's the whole, that's like, you know, the, the reason that the world is flat is because some guy went to the firmament and saw it, but, but you know, him and his entire crew uh, were immune to the firmament, but everybody else was not and is not to this day. So the, the, they're them, and it's not just one guy, it's everybody. It wasn't like the captain was immune and he was sailing and everybody else was was turning and fell off the edge of the ship because they, the, because it was he went straight and they couldn't. That didn't happen. So everybody was able to witness this, but there's no other telling of the story except for the captain's logs. Weird. Uh, uh, strange, right? No other stories in history that came down through history where they said, I was there and I witnessed that. It's just the captain's logs. I haven't been able to find anybody else. So weird that that captain was by himself sailing a, a ship 70,000, 140,000 miles without provisions. Weird. Okay, whatever. So you can see my point here, right? So there was a time before the veiling and everybody wasn't doing anything. They were sitting around like they are now, stuck going, but but knowing I'm I'm the one two creator and I'm just here trying to uh, be separate from everybody and have my own experiences. And that didn't work. So things had to change. So the creation of the universe, the collective mind of, of everything in the universe said, we need to fix this. And there was a trial and error, and I'm not going to get into all those details because nobody really knows exactly how many different ways were tried, uh, which suggests, and that's why that's not talked about, because that suggests that the one true creator of the universe is infallible and didn't come up with the perfect idea the very first time. Hmm. Okay. Can't have those stories be told either. Got to take those out. Everything has to be perfect, 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 and, and only once, but that's not the story. So, so the one true creator of the universe came up with the idea of veiling, pretending that everyone couldn't be the one true creator and didn't have that knowledge anymore. Uh, and then that didn't work just by itself. Then you had to have the boogeyman or the bogeyman, however you say that word. So then everybody to get around it out 
idea of how to live. You had to have all aspects of everything that the creator could imagine, which means you had to be able to experience everything, light, and dark, good, and evil. So all of that was created. So all of this that's happening is by design. <clears throat> Do you understand? <clears throat> by design. Okay, so then people realized that when Ra came here to try and help, we talked about that last week, and they took that information and utilized it for themselves and their own control and have been doing that ever since, okay? And if, to some degree, somebody has learned that information and continued controlling people since the beginning of whenever that happened 150,000 years ago or, or even further back. Okay, so because of that, somebody on this planet, evil, has been in charge, knowing this information and keeping the information away from the rest of the humans. You can believe that or you cannot believe that. It doesn't matter to me. You have total choice, a free will to do whatever you want. So if you think I'm crazy, change the channel, go find somebody else that's shaking their boobies or, or some guy flinging his dingy-lingy, and that way you'll be happy in your little world. Um, but otherwise, if you're pondering the idea, this is the truth of what's going on. It's not just the law of one that tells you this. It is, in fact, all the scrolls from the Dead Sea and all of the Talmuds around the world in entire history. And we'll get into that as time goes. Not today. A little bit like we have every single episode. I'm working on putting together an actual uh, presentation uh, on that with the comparative to show you. So you have visuals. So you don't just have my words for it. Actual visual visuals. And I'm going to put that together. And I'll probably play it on here as well as tour the network and, and talk on other people's shows and, and do the same thing. Okay. So um, I've, I've pretty much, if you guys are expecting, uh, you know, wanting to see interviews, I'm, I don't know that I'll be doing interviews anymore, except for, for me being interviewed by people. I have people uh, calling me and, and, and texting me saying, Hey, can we do a show? Can we do a show? I'm too busy for that now. Right. I was doing that before. I'm too busy for that now. Um, now I'm going to be doing the speaking and if people don't want to listen to me, that's fine too. I'm going to put this out there in the universe for people to find so that it's there for, and, and help just like they did with the, with the law of one, the, the raw material, which we're going to get into. Okay. So I'm going to put this back up on the screen. I'm going to turn my camera off. So I'm not just there. Oops. I'm hitting the wrong button. I'm going into settings. There we go. So now it's just, you can just see the, you know, if I turn this off, you get to see the logo. And when I talk, it, it just goes, bing, 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 so you know that it's me talking. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to read this. Let me put my glasses on here, right? So in session seven, the question was, uh, was lost because the questioner was sitting too far. I'm reading this now. It's sitting too far from the tape. Uh, so the answer was, uh, I am Ra. Consider, if you will, this is why it's important, that the universe is infinite. Okay, and you'll see why this becomes important as we go forward here. This has yet to be proven. Oh, we talked about this last time, didn't we? So we did actually cover this last time. We did. So I'm, I should probably go on to the next one and go from there, right? Because we did. I remember saying that. So if I didn't, then I apologize because I remember uh, saying it. So that's weird. Okay, so... <laughs> So let's see. All right. So let's go on to uh, question 10. Well, let me see if we got if we got through that. Right. Hold on. So let me go down here and, and go to question 10 right there. That's at the bottom. Actually, let me go to the next one. I think that has all of 10. Right. Yeah. All right. So let me go to 10 there and let's take a look at that. Right. So another question, if possible, to create any acceleration of understanding in other uh, entities 
all efforts, efforts by the individual. Let's see why they edited this for the book, right? This is the raw footage that is the actual um, recording that's being put to print that I'm reading from, from lawofone.info, L-A-W-O-F-O-N-E dot I-N-F-O. Uh, you guys can go there and take a look at the Law of One and listen to Carla actually um, channeling. But it's really slow. One word every five or ten seconds. Another question. Is it? Well, the question is, is asked by Don. He speaks faster. But you get the idea. Okay. So understanding, in other words, uh, if an individual tries to act as a catalyst in general to increase the awareness of planetary consciousness, is he doing nothing but acting upon himself or is it possible? See, now that the reason why, why am I bringing that up? Look at what I'm doing. I'm doing exactly that. Right. So raw answers. Well, I am raw. We shall answer your question in two parts. We may have covered this. I know I covered it. If you go back and watch when I have the, when I'm playing the video, I covered it already, right? So we're recanting or recovering uh, uh, what's going on for the classes, okay? And and um, I'm sorry, I'm, I haven't been checking. The, I apologize, I wasn't checking the uh, Peter. Welcome, Sam. Welcome, uh, Jacqueline. Uh, Jacqueline, what's up? How we doing there, gorgeous? Uh, so I'm glad to see that you're here, Sam, uh, Denise, everybody that I, I did. If you're out there, say hello. Otherwise, I don't know you're here. Okay, so. So he says, uh, I'm going to answer your question in two parts, both of which are important equally. Firstly, you must understand that the distinction between yourselves and others is not visible to us. Outside of this reality, when you're outside of this third dimension, third density, and I'm going to get into explaining that again because people seem to have a, a tendency. Everyone assumes now because everybody was like a 3D, 4D, 5D. So everybody assumes, oh, we're in 5D now. We're in 5D because uh, I'm spiritual. Uh, therefore, it's 5D, right? And all of that is just folly and wrong. Um, we are going to be moving as a society into 5D, but right now we are far too, still far too warlike and egoic to even be in, fi in fifth uh, density, fifth dimension, okay? You have no idea. There's this entire concept uh, is egotistical and in and of itself is still 3D logic and 3D thinking because 5D is the consciousness of love, okay? Pure love. Infinite wisdom is it starts in four and love, infinite love is in five and in you need to, to study this. So if you're if you're thinking, well, well, we've already I'm already transitioned into 5D because uh, 3D is is me, myself and I. And, and so that's three. And then 4D is me being spiritual and realizing that there's a God. And then 5D is me realizing that I'm God. OK, that that, that that's ego. That's ego. Right. That's ego. And and I'm not saying that you're not God. Right. I'm not saying that. But. On this level, it's hard to project yourself into that without being egoic, okay? Uh, and and if you get and if you get triggered at all in an angrily manner because I say, "Oh, I don't know that you're right about that," then you're not. Do you understand that? Because your ego is what makes you angry or choose to be angry in any way. So I hear these people like, you know, I'm a I'm an ascended master teacher. And I'm like, really? Oh, OK. So Donald Trump. And then they're like, oh, you're one of them. And they're, 
I'm like, if you can't control being dragged by your ego down to that level of that evil religion, you are not 5D. Okay. And that's one of the reasons there's a, there's a group that, that I I co-created that you have to be invited to. And we only have like a hundred people in it. You have to be invited there because, because if we put you in the group and you get into an argument with somebody about something, you're kicked out of the group because you're not ready to be in that group. There is no reason for somebody to get into an argument with someone about something. Okay. None. Because you're, but if, if you're arguing with someone, it's your ego. If you have to prove or think you have to prove to someone that they're wrong about something, that's your ego. And I know that's really foreign. It's as foreign as saying we don't need money to most people, but we don't. Okay. So this is important to understand. Third dimensional, let's do the, the difference here. Third dimensional and third density. Density is the physical body. But this was the weird thing. Okay, here's it, I was just explaining this to someone yesterday. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> Might have been one of my sisters. I've had a lot of conversations. There's a lot been going on. If you're in a couple of the groups that I'm in, uh, and saw what I said in the last couple of days, you realize there's a lot going on in my life right now in my family. So people, everything is said backwards, right? That on purpose lied, like the saying, as above, so below. That's a lie. It's as below, so above. It's even in the Bible. Jesus even said it. It's in all the Talmuds. As within, so without. It's not as without, so within. That's the lie, Okay. As above, so below is a lie. It is not the truth. The truth is as below, so above. It is told in the Bible. I can read you the passage uh, from the Christian Bible right now where it says, what you sow on earth, I shall too sow in heaven. That means as below, so above. Not as above, so below. That is not do what I say. That is what you create on earth, I will create in heaven. That means as below, so above, as within you, meaning your intention, your thoughts, your intention to create is what I will, as the Lord, as the creator of the universe, what I will create in heaven. Do you understand? So so the people think wrongly because they said that. So, so the physics... They say this is the third dimension, and the dimension is this physical place. That is a lie. They think that because physics is what they think, and they've someone decided to call it a dimension. It's not. It's a density. Okay? Third density is how dense the reality is that has been created by us. Okay? Dimension is a state. So it's backwards from what they say. So everyone thinks that the third dimension is the reality and that spirituality, they don't even say density. They don't give it anything, but they say 5D. And when you ask them, what is 5D? What does the D mean? No one knows. Jen, welcome. So no one, nobody, it's hard for anyone, most people to tell me when I say to them, when you're talking 4, 3D, 4D, 5D, spiritually, what does the D mean? 
most people don't have, I should have started with, with you guys and said, how many, give you guys tell me what D means in that. And then find out what you guys think. Okay. It's density, density or density is the reality. It's the place dimension is the state of, of spirituality. So it's backwards again on purpose so that you done on purpose to all of us, just like our math is wrong. It's a multiples of 10 because it's easy for monkeys to do, you know, and five, five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30. It's not the, the universe doesn't work on that mathematical scale. The universe works on mathematical scale of multiples of 12. Okay. And any, any race who has come here to this planet, who is a, above our egoic process and lie reality where the matrix has been usurped by evil people they try to teach everybody multiples of 12 not multiples of 10 and the only reason there's multiples of 10 is because we have uh you know five fingers on each hand or four fingers and a thumb on each hand and our toes are the same way therefore it becomes easy and people go well then why wouldn't we count like that because the true way of counting is is when you look at your hands it's either by the knuckle of each finger or by the skin in between the lines that make the knuckle either way that's mo that's 12. so if you if you look at your hand palm up facing you and you start with your number one finger right or or european wise with your thumb doesn't matter and you look at there's there's two lines there's always two lines for two knuckles three lines there's uh, there's a you know part of flesh of your finger where your finger uh, print is then there's flesh in between the two lines and flesh in between the two lines or if you just count the lines themselves doesn't matter whichever way that's one two three for each finger four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve you don't use all five fingers okay you only use your four fingers to count or your thumb and three fingers however you do it if it's easier for europeans to count with their thumb is number one americans count with their number one finger two three four five and then you know five was when they open up their thumb but you only use your four fingers and you use either the fleshy part or the lines that separate the flesh where your knuckles are and you count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve that is the way it's supposed to be done multiples of 12 in the universe because the universe itself works in multiples of 12 physics scientists are starting to figure that out okay and uh they're starting to realize that our idea of reality is way askew and they don't know why uh they're still trying to apply this fuzzy math where there's not enough digits uh, to to uh, uh to figure out pi everything is a is a fraction and then they went to fractals and they think that's the the way because fractals are easy and that's just the dark side. Uh, and, in, you know, I talked to somebody who claims that she's like 37,000th uh, level above everybody else, uh, close to third or fourth down from God, creation of the universe, uh, and that she swears by fractals uh, and, and claims that there's different kinds of infinity that there's a small infinity and a big infinity and a medium-sized infinity, and some infinities are bigger than other infinities. And I'm like, you know, that's the uh, oxymoron. The idea of the word infinity, infinite means non-ending. Yeah, but some infinities are smaller. No, they only appear to be smaller from your perspective if you're comparing it to an infinity that's really big in front of your face and then a micro infinity. But when you zoom into that infinity, that infinity is the same size as the infinity you were looking at before, before you zoomed in. That's quantum weirdness. That's called quantum weirdness if you know anything about physics. Okay? The idea that an atom 
is tiny and you can't even see the particle by the naked eye doesn't mean that it's small. It just means that your perspective is that it's small until what? You start looking at it through a telescope or a microscope, start looking at it through a microscope, and then all of a sudden it's huge and it's an entire universe of stuff going on there. They covered this for, for people who weren't paying attention in uh, the Men in Black series when they had the guys in the locker uh, and they opened it up and, and the locker was, you know, they were all this whole entire world inside there. And uh, Kay put it in Jay's locker and he said, why'd you do that, man? Why'd you put all them people in my locker? And, and then he said, you know what? You'll never learn. And he went over and he kicked the door open that said never open. And there was an entire uh, uh, universe happening that was way huge and that we were in a locker. And then there was the one where the uh, afterwards they opened up a, 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 another one and, and somebody was playing marbles uh, and, and the marbles were the our entire universe was one marble that the, somebody was playing with. That was trying to show you the macrocosm and the microcosm and that just because we think we're big and an ant is small doesn't mean that ant is small only compared to us. And in reality, if we were the same size as that ant, that ant would murder all the human race. Okay, but well, but I'm bigger than that, so therefore I'm infinitely bigger. No, you're not. See, that's that is the the weirding way. That's the that's the the thing that drives people's mind crazy when they don't grasp the concept and counting of multiples of ten and not multiples of twelve. Uh, multiples of twelve confuse people the same way that when I tell you we don't need money at all. And you're like, yes, we do. We need money for everything. Only because someone told you that and you believe it and you accept it. And then you say, I have to have that piece of paper that has those numbers on it so that I can buy things. And if not, I need to have numbers that coincide with those pieces of paper numbers in a computer that are completely fake as well so that I can then spend that and have uh, and buy things. So I have to go and do something as a slave for someone else so I can get numbers so that I can put those in an account so that I can spend those numbers. Uh, and there is no nothing there at all. It's just numbers. Your bank doesn't have all your cash in the bank. If you try to go and take it out, they get pissed off and want it in writing uh, because they have to give you cash. They only have 10% of your cash on hand because nobody ever gets 10% of their total uh, cash. I wrote that in my book. Okay. So I wrote a book about that. And it's called How to Get Out of Debt, Surviving in the 21st Century. You can look that up. It's about this fake global banking system and how credit card companies just invent money. Banks just invent money. And then they take your money and loan it to other people by inventing more money and backing it with everyone else's money. And they make create more money and more debt. They charge you money for the money that they give you. Same thing with credit cards. They charge you money for the money that they, that they give you. They're a loan shark, and there is no real money in being transacted there at all. It's just computer numbers. And if the computers were turned off, all of your credit goes away. Same thing with the cash. There is nothing to back up the money. If they turn off all the computers and there's a big power outage and the entire planet goes out of power, money becomes useless because no one ha actually has anything that's worth anything anymore. You have to continue in your mind to say, yes, I have this currency and I'll give it to you and you'll give me coins and, and currency back. We all have to agree to it. If I say that this money doesn't mean shit, eventually everyone else says, yeah, this money doesn't mean anything at all. We're just going to start going back to trading and bartering 
Uh, and you know, anyways, let's move on from that. But that, that's the, the, uh, the understanding of all of this has been corrupted on purpose so that it will confuse you, me, and everyone in the universe so that we never figure out the truth. This is what all of that that I was telling you, that it sounds like I was talking politics, sounds like I was getting into all these other things that probably triggered some of you to leave. Okay, those people who left are full of ego. They can't help themselves. They either have a short attention span or they have to leave because they get angry because I don't make any sense to them. Uh, And if I don't make any sense to you, it's because you're not ready to hear what I have to say. I don't get mad. I don't get mad at people for doing that. I don't yell at everyone and go, you don't fucking get me, man. I, it's, there's some people that do, and there's some people that don't, and those who will, will, and those who don't, won't. That's the way the universe works. It's supposed to be that way. So I'm putting it out there for people that are ready for it, and they'll find it. If I help one person, Raw said that. Raw, the person who, who channeled all of this, said if, you, if we can help one person ever, then we did our job. Okay. And anyone who says that I listen to far more than I listen to anyone who's trying to get popular. Every time I hear somebody say, I do this to, I don't do this because I'm going to get paid. I don't do this because I want to get rich. I do this in hopes that one person hears what I have to say and understands what I have to say and pays it forward. That person I will listen to far more than someone else that says, I have the secrets to the universe. I ego, ego, ego. I am going to tell you, I am going to do this. I am going to, and I, you have to listen to me and follow me. If that person starts to, if I ever start talking like that, you guys need to change the channel because I've started listening to my ego and I've become ego. And I think that I'm the all knowing, all seeing, all loving person. And you guys all need to pay me money. Right? So if you, anybody who starts talking like that, change the channel. That person is not being honest and true in any way. And they're, they have an objective. They have an angle. They have something they're trying to sell you and get from you. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm not trying to sell you a religion. I'm not trying to get anything from you whatsoever. I'm trying to help enlighten you uh, and to help you remember what it is that's been taken from you, how and why. That's why it's in the title. Okay. It's in the, it's in the description. Okay. so. So let's so Ross says, firstly, understand that the distinction for us is hard outside of this reality, as far as high up in in vibration or is in different vibration, high up in number of of density, um, which is weird because that's another thing that's the weird, the the, the weirding way uh, that gets you confused is that the higher up you go from three to four to five to six to seven to eight to nine to ten D the lesser and lesser physical body you have. So it's not really going up in density because you're losing density and becoming less and less and less dense. So in truth, it's going inside, not outside. So you're becoming light and less physical the higher your vibration. Okay, And, and people have a hard time adjusting to that as well. Okay, so it's hard. Right. So firstly, you must understand that the distinction between yourself and others is not visible to us. We do not consider that a separation exists between the consciousness rising effort of the distortion, which your which your project, which you project, sorry, which you project as a personality and the distortion 
which you project as the other personality. Thus, to learn is the same as to teach, unless you are not teaching what you are learning, in which case you have you have done, right? In which case you have done you, they, little or no good, right? So that's why I always say teach, learn, learn, teaching. If someone says I am a teacher and that's all they do is teach, then they're not learning. That means they are egoic and they think they know everything and they think they're a know-it-all and they don't think they have anything to learn, but they think they have something that you don't have and they're going to give it to you because they're going to, you know, they're going to bless you with their knowledge. Do you understand? So, so that's, so that's annoying, right? That should be annoying to you. That means that somebody thinks they stand above you and that you stand under them. That's why I understand. right? Okay. So. The understanding should be pondered by your mind-body-spirit complex. Now, that is a reference that Ra is using to describe us. Mind, right? Body, spirit. Spirit being separate from mind. That is important. And then the complex is, is, is the, you know, the totality would be, complex totality would be all of that together. Your spirit, your mind, your body, and the, the complex is the totality of all of that, the culmination of all of that together. So see, he's explaining that, or they're explaining that. And you have to realize, and this is the biggest, one of the biggest problems that people have is separating your mind from your spirit, your consciousness, your soul. There is a difference in, in what, what the trap that everyone is in. And this is what is being taught in the law of one. But everything else, Jesus was teaching it. So you have to realize this. The law of one is not something separate from everything. And I said this last time, and I say this over and over and over because I'm not trying to sell a religion. I'm trying to sell you an idea, a spiritual way of life that all religions and spiritual practices are trying to teach you that are already in existence on this planet and every other planet in the universe. Okay, so I'm not trying to sell or create, and I don't want anyone to create the law of one as a religion, and people are trying, right? And that's just going to be folly, and what's going to happen is the same thing. It's going to be corrupted by the people at the top who are going to become arrogant with power, drunk with power, and think that they are above everybody else, and they're going to start changing everything, and it's going to become just like any other religion. I watched 20 more than 25 years ago now, 30 years ago, I watched all of the, the pagan religions, Wicca, Druidism, all of that, become Christian. I watched them transform themselves into Christianity here in the United States. They started singing hymns and changing the words. They, did, they were doing exactly what people do in, in the satanic religion. And they take everything from the existing religion and turn it upside down. So you had, I was listening to this coven singing, now we gather at the river. And they changed the words that now we gather at the fire or now we gather at the circle. And it was like, you just took a song, a hymn that was written for Christianity. And you don't even understand it, by the way, what it means to, to gather at the river. And you've changed it to now we gather at the fire. And if you understood why people were saying the river and what that meant, you in that religion, 
changing it to fire is evil. <laughs> okay? Is evil, but it means the same thing, so it doesn't really matter. But it does matter in that the people who change the lyrics have no clue. And they and they literally use the same hymn. That's like uh, God Save the Queen in America the Beautiful. Okay? Everyone loves that song, America the, the Beautiful. Right? America, that's it. Listen to that song and then play God Save the Queen. Take the lyrics out of both and just play the music. And you're going to find that the English have been laughing at us for, for hundreds of years. When people are singing America the Brave, America the Beautiful, and it means God Save the Queen, they just change the lyrics. Same song, right? So the English laugh because you're saying God Save the Queen every time you sing that song. I'm not kidding. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Play both songs side by side at the same time and, and get, get them without words and play them at the exact same time. If you can sync up a machine to do that, you'll see that it is the exact same song with different lyrics so this is the kind of stuff that goes on to confuse everyone and this has been an effort on purpose throughout time okay to get you to not understand this stuff so and even so it is almost impossible for somebody to fathom when they're not here the separation of all of us because they just see an entire hive mind complex the way they are. They see the earth and all of the people here as, as because they're a higher up in vibration and they're already one as a species. So they don't see separation anymore. And it's hard for them to adjust to that in their thinking. Again, it's also hard for us to adjust to our thinking the opposite way around. Right. That's why I stopped there and did all of that. OK, so. As it, as it is a distortion which plays a part in your existence at this nexus. So it's hard for them to, 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 uh, to discern the difference. So to turn to the second part of the response, uh, may we state or understand, limited though it is, and then it says the remainder of the audio recording of the session one was not available, right? Uh, they changed that in the, uh, in the book and just skipped that question completely. So there is, all right, so then it says, therefore, the following uh, is a lightly edited version of the rest of the session as published in the original volume of the Law of One, book one. So they, they, in here they tell you, but in the book you have no idea that there was something missing from that. Okay, so uh, so then it, it, it goes, therefore, uh, or it says, uh, let's see, it says, uh, although, although the, uh, it is, and then it says group uh, individuated consciousness is is that state of sharing understanding with the other distortions of the mind body spirit complexes which are within the the uh evident reach of the mind body spirit complex individual or group thus we are speaking to you in a in according or in accepting both our distortions and your own in order to to uh, enunciate the laws of creation more, uh, especially the law of one. We are not available to many of your peoples, for this is not an easily understood way of communicating or type of philosophy. However, we are very, we are very being, right? We, however, our very being, I apologize, I, I'm, I'm putting my glasses on now to make sure that I'm 
properly here, right? Our so wait a minute, hold on. Where no, where was I here? Uh, now I lost my place. Uh, let's see. Hopefully, okay, okay. Here we go. So, so our way of communicating this type of philosophy, however, our being is hopefully a poignant example of both the necessity and the near hopelessness of attempting to teach, right? So they're admitting that it's hard for them to differentiate the uh, individuality and to teach individual spiritualism to an individual when they have never been separated truly because they were trees and trees communicate. We know that now underground by the root system. So, uh, so that trees are in fact, uh, and plants are more uh, connected spiritually to each other than we are separate on earth and that raw uh, came up before the veiling. So they don't have uh, any, any point of reference. And this is that frustration coming through that it's hard for us to uh, try and teach uh, and so they're learning at the same time, teach, learn, learn, teaching, uh, what it's like. And they're trying to imagine what it is like to teach to an individual. And this is why someone like myself, who's here as an individual, needs to help translate what's going on in Ra's minds. Uh, because they come from a place you have to understand that when you're in philosophy uh, in most anything, but especially philosophy, uh, you're taught in philosophy 101 to truly understand what someone is writing or talking about. You have to understand who they were and when they lived, how they lived and what was their thinking and their upbringing to fully ring out what it is that you're getting to. And I took that very serious in all of my life from that point on in everything that I do. So when I look at and listen to anyone speak, I try to get background on that person. That's why whenever I interview someone, if you've ever listened to any of my interviews, um, I I'm always interview someone with asking them how they got started. When did all this happen for you? I go back to their childhood and bring them through their spiritual mindset all the way up to the present day before progressing because I want to know more than just their bio and uh, there's a lot of listeners out there who think like i do very linear linearly when it comes to if you've ever taken a philosophical class philosophy 101 if you had a good uh teacher that teacher would have instilled on you those ideologies that you have to learn as much as you can about the person. So if you're reading what Jesus was doing, you have to understand when Jesus lived, what it was like to live there, what were the politics, what were the religions, what were the people like, what technology did they have, what upbringing did they have, what uh, education did they have, all of that to truly get and realize what it is that Jesus was teaching and how important that was. Not applying it to yourself now. First, you have to apply it to what the Jesus was saying then, or any person, I'm using Jesus as the vernacular here, What or any person. So, so the same would have to be, this is why I don't have published everywhere all of my credentials. But then I say, listen, you have to, uh, you have to realize I'm not coming to you from some guy who just picked up a Bible and decided he wanted to go and talk about the Bible that I, I literally have been uh, studying a uh, religion since I was a child and I've been knighted and I have four religious titles from four different religions. 
and and then this is why I can call myself a theologian and what it is that I do. Okay. So people, you know, when they first, they go, what gives you the right? What makes you think you know what you're talking about? You sound like a know-it-all. You think you know everything. I don't know anything. I believe in the philosophical uh, uh, ideology of Socrates in that the more you know, the more you know, you know nothing. That's almost a, that's verbatim. That's almost a, a verbatim what he said. The more you know, the more you realize that you truly don't know anything. Nietzsche said the same thing. Frederick Nietzsche, just before he died, he said the same thing. He was going crazy because uh, he had a, a brain aneurysm, but he said the same thing that he realized on his deathbed. One of the last famous quotes that he said was, I sp- wasted my entire life on philosophy when all philosophy ever does is ponder questions. And every time you answer a question, it ponders more questions than you answer. And you end up at the end of your existence with far more questions unanswered than you ever answered. And you still know nothing. So he says, anyone who is, who is pondering or learning philosophy, give it up now, be smart, be wise, run for your life and never bother with it again because you'll waste your entire existence and you'll never get any of the answers. The truth is that religion and spirituality is the exact same way. (laughs) Okay. You never get all of the answers because we cannot have the answers here because we are not in fact in 5d right now. Okay. We are moving as a society towards that. But the fact that there's still war going on on this planet and famine and people still doing evil crap because they can says there's a great population of this planet that is, in fact, still only in 3D. So every time somebody says to me, I'm already in 5D, I'm like, really? Explain to me exactly what that entails, what that means. And when they when they like can't, you start punching holes in their story and they get mad at you. That is and you don't even have to say anything. You should know. Right. If you get triggered by anything that I say and and you get angry with me and start becoming combative and try to put us in a adversarial situation. There's your ego. You are being run by ego. Otherwise, if I said to you, explain that to me. And then I said, I don't agree with that. You wouldn't get mad at me. You would say, well, why don't you agree with that? You, first of all, can because you have complete free will. So it doesn't matter. But since we're talking about this, why is it? What do you think? is wrong with my theory because it is just a theory. It's a personal theory. Everything is a personal theory. Even the law of one is a personal theory, right? So it's just a matter of whether it resonates with you because you're in a place because everybody gains the same gleans is a better word, gleans the same information when you ascend to a certain place and a certain attitude towards the rest of the world and the universe itself. This I know from watching myself, looking back at myself from when I was a child and moving forward throughout my life and all of the leaps and bounds and changes that I have made. And that that is inspiring to me to say to myself, I, I don't have all of the answers and I won't, but at least I know that if I keep doing what I'm doing, I will continue to evolve and ascend and learn more things and become more than I am now. 
and I will be able to look back in a year and six months, uh, in two years and five years and 10 years and say, wow, how far I have come from then. And the second you think you have all of the answers is the second you do not and you are now listening to your ego again. And then you think that I am God, I am Jesus. A lot of people get stuck in that too, by the way. And they think that they're, I am God, and when I die, all of this around me will be laid to waste. Iron Maiden wrote a song about it. The lead singer from Iron Maiden, I don't know if it was him, whoever wrote the song must have believed it. So they literally were like, well, this is all created for me. And when I'm gone, all of this will cease to exist. And that is what they wrote in the song. And that person's still alive and probably still believes that. And I can't wait for that person to die because when that happens, I can say to everyone who believes that, look, that person believes. But then the person who, who believes that of themselves goes, that's because uh, it's me. <laughs> right? That's just like people who get stuck in the ego and, and, and saying, uh, well, you know, uh, it would be all religion doesn't exist. Spirituality doesn't exist. It's just ego. Ego's fear of death would would suggest that ego would have to come up with that to keep you thinking there is something after life so that you believe in the ego. And that in and of itself is egoic thinking. It's 3D egoic thinking. It's not infinity. It's not infinite thinking. It's not infinite wisdom. It's three it's three-dimensional thinking. That is the ego trying to convince you that the afterlife was created by somebody's ego and that it has to tell you that it's there so that you think something is there so that you have something to look forward to. Why? Because the truth is, if it were egoic, the ego wants total control. Every single person who follows their ego wants to be in charge of the entire world because they believe there is nothing else. So if you were to think that it's ego and say, well, it must be ego telling me that, oh, so if I don't get control of anything in the universe, but I believe that there is a life after death, that's just the ego telling me that so that I will, what, relax and not waste my life? That doesn't make sense. That's what tells you that it's a story for children. It doesn't make any sense on an adult level. Why would, that's like saying the earth is flat. To what end would somebody lie about the earth being flat? The only thing they can come up with is, well, because they'd have to spend all the money to change the history books. What? Are you kidding me? People, history books change all the time. History is written by those countries who conquer, not by reality. Reality doesn't make up history. Conquering nations make up history. So if anything, most of history is a fabrication. Right? So you can't say, well, you know, they would have to spend all the money to change history books to tell everybody that they made a mistake. No one's alive that made that mistake. Those people have been dead for 150 to 250 years. It wouldn't matter. Nobody's embarrassed by it. No one profits by it. Well, space travel's not real, and we, we can't go to the moon because there is no moon. Oh, that's right. It's made of cheese. Well, no, it's not. Then what's it made of? <laughs> what's it made of? The, the people who said the world was flat said the, world, the moon was made of, of, of Swiss cheese. They believed that. It's a joke to us now because people have been to it. No, they haven't. That's a lie. NASA just did all that so they can get all kinds of money. Oh, really? 
So they fabricated all that and created an entire movie just for what kicks so that people, so people would still give them money. They didn't have to do that. They have black ops. There were, there's money being funneled where you can't find it. They wouldn't need to fake the world being round and the, and the moon being there. They're already funneling money to a place that when you try to look for it, people go, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, so the, so the money that they're getting from everybody that they're just funneling into playing with to do all kinds of crazy shit with is already there. They don't have to lie to you and say the world is flat because around because they want to get a budget to do that. It's already being funneled. There's more money from uh, taxes in every country that goes to the government doing secret shit than there is any other part of any budget, period. And that's not to keep telling you that the world is, is round when it's, in fact, flat. That's, that's like there's, there's less money going into telling you that, that nothing happened in Roswell, New Mexico. In fact, they want you to believe that things happen there because they want you to keep going to Area 51 because there hasn't been anything worth a shit in Area 51 since you guys figured out that there was an Area 51. There's still a military base underground over there, but that's not where they take all the secret shit. All the secret shit is in a place that you have no fucking idea, that you've never heard of, and you're not even expecting it. And it's a fucking guard shack. I know because I lived by a uh, by one of those entrances. It was a fucking guard shack in the middle of nowhere. And you're looking at it going, why is there a guard shack out there? Why? Because that's an elevator when you go inside and it goes down to a military base. Those really exist. I've been on them. Okay. So so there's no reason to that, that that stuff is is they want you to go to Roswell they want you to go to Nevada they want you to try and look at the military base because there's nothing going on that you're going to see above ground it's all below ground and all the real good secret shit is in a place that nobody even suspects is an underground military base okay trust me on that you can look that up and talk to somebody who's in the know, and they'll tell you the same thing. The government's laughing at your stupidity. That's not a joke. Okay, so let's continue. Okay, so so all of this is created to get you to think the wrong stuff, and this is what Raw is trying to get across. Okay, so thus we're speaking to you and accept both our distortion and yours in your own order of of uh of inadequate right and we are not uh, we're not available to many of your peoples because it's really hard to i can't channel them i don't know about you guys if you can let me know and we'll do a show if you can actually channel them there's some people who claim they're channeling people and and uh they're like oh i channel everybody there's this one guy who claimed he did nothing for a long time he was trying to figure out how to get popular then all of a sudden he could channel everyone and he was like, I'm channeling raw. I'm channeling, uh, well, you know, what, what is the name? Uh, you know, Ash, Ashtara. I'm, I'm channeling and, and I have a message uh, for, you know, and, and I'm just like, oh, no, really? Now you're able to channel everybody. I'd love to talk to you to find that out. But the stuff that you're saying, that's just like when, when people when people say, here's another example. Let's go here. OK, let's talk about, uh, you know, the reality that there, there does exist to other people that is not human. Let's talk about this reality, right? Raw is introducing you to that reality with the Council of Venus, right? And so there's this Ashtara guy. Is that his name? I think that's his name. Uh, and everyone's like, well, he controls the, the uh, military that's uh, locking down our solar system. And he sent a message 
about three years ago that said, that's it, we're done and we're leaving and going home because the human race won't cease and desist from their evil ways and what they're doing. And here's the thing. That message didn't get out to the entire population of the planet, right? So if that was true, these people who are obviously a thousand years more advanced than we were can't control our satellite communications to to disrupt all worldwide communications from every genre, computers, radios, television, everything, all the CB radios, ham radios, all every kind of communication, cell towers, everything, and broadcast that to the entire planet all at once. They had to write a letter and give it to some guy who would read it to you. Think about that. This is the shit that I think about. Why would I, if I'm trying to get a communique to the entire human race, why would I give it to some person who's to one person who's channeling, right? Unless I can't in some, for some reason, right? And if that's the question that people say, well, what about raw? What about raw? Well, raw was coming through in, in because of that. Do you see? Raw, they can't. They can't disrupt all worldwide communications because they can't tell the difference. So they would have to be in 3D to do so. Well, this Ashtara guy is supposed to be in 3D. So if he was in 3D, why wouldn't he take control? You don't think the government has total control of all of... They have these emergency broadcast systems where they just turn off... I'm watching a DVR, and my DVR ends, and it kicks out of the DVR and goes to the emergency broadcast system so I can sit there and... and and if this was an actual emergency, and here's the truth that comes out, but they don't say that on there. If this was an actual emergency, this motherfucker wouldn't come on and say a fucking thing to you because it never does. In my entire life of living in the state of California, I have watched the emergency broadcast system and heard it on the radio and on television my entire life. And every time something bad has happened and there's been an earthquake in the San Francisco Bay Area that knocked down the fucking Bay Bridge and almost dropped the goddamn... Uh, uh, Oakland Coliseum while the, while the, uh, in 1989 when the earthquake happened, while the, while the people were warming up for the World Series between the A's and the Giants, that emergency broadcast system didn't come on and didn't say a frickin' word. Okay? So the only reason the emergency broadcast system would be there was so that they could disrupt all the communication when they wanted to tell you something that they want you to know about. Not The only time it ever does anything here is there's an Amber Alert. Some guy kidnapped his daughter, and he's heading to Mexico. Look out for this car. Be on the lookout for this car with this license plate. He might be armed and dangerous. Call the police. And they usually find the guy, by the time they say it, they find him an hour later and he's already in Mexico. And it's up here in Northern California, which is nine and a half hours, actually it's 10 and a half hours from the border. And they, by the time they get it on the air, he's already 10 and a half hours uh, further south. And he's already going across the border into Mexico and they find him in Mexico. Those fucking things don't work. But they have those. And they're everywhere in the United States. And I'm assuming that everywhere in the, in the world has their version of it. So you're trying to tell me that if I'm a, an alien who who can uh, who doesn't have if if I'm an alien and I don't have the wherewithal or ability to disrupt worldwide communications and take control of your satellites and communicate everything to you, I'm no different than the people who are living here on Earth, and I do not have any more technology than the people who have on Earth, and I shouldn't be listened to or respected any more than the people here on Earth. Do you see what I'm saying? 
So if this Ashtar is real and did really say that, which I know he didn't, because I know he is real and I know that he didn't say that, it wouldn't be said. If this person were outside of our reality and actually understood the way the universe worked, that person would not be giving an ultimatum to people who were supposed to be unconscious in this reality, because that is the reality of how the universe works. Only people in stuck in this reality and listening to their ego don't think that anything exists outside of this reality. That's your ego telling you that. Because that's its job. The ego's job is to keep you thinking this reality is real. That's its job. At all cost. Because if you start thinking outside of that, this is why the mind-body-spirit complex is what Ra was talking about. It's because there's a separation between your spirit and your mind in reality. In this place, most people associate themselves with what goes on in their brain. And that's your ego. That's your mind. Your mind is full of lies. Your mind tells you fear more than it tells you anything else. But it'll tell you pleasure if you listen to it as well. If you listen to, you know, gluttony, if you listen to, uh, uh, to lust, your, your ego will talk though, that language to you as well. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't because I'm, you know, for one, I like sex. I love women and I love, and I love some men, but I love women and I, and I love every part of a woman and I love every part of a sexual act. I enjoy that. That's the human part. And I'm not going to ascend to the point where I go, uh, you know, I'm just never, I'm so ascended. I don't look at women that way anymore. And they don't look at me that way anymore. If you're telling yourself that that's ego too, you're trying to now say you're above uh, uh, actually doing that, that'll happen at some point in your life when you become 60, 70, 80, there, you know, whatever, men and women change at different times. I hope that when I'm 70 years old, I'm still trying to grab a woman's butt, right? And hopefully not a stranger because then I look like a dirty old man or then I would be a dirty old man. But I still, you know what I'm saying? And, and oh, well, that's holding on to 3D reality. How dare you? Don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me. Judge yourself. Right. If you don't like sex and you want to give up sex and you think that abstinence is is a, is a, your spiritual way, have at it. Go down that road. You can do that. And and it's not going to change one iota from anything that anyone else does. And it's not going to. Oh, you're going to sin. You're never going to make it to heaven because <laughs> you so buy into this 3D reality, pal. And I'm just going to laugh at you and go, yeah, you're right. You're so right. Have a nice day there, buddy. Right. So, OK. So they can't tell the difference, and that's why, and you have to realize, and I can't stress this enough, that your mind and what thing and what goes on in your head is not you. You are the are the are the thought that created the entire concept prior to your brain giving that concept words. Okay? That's what you need. And, and people have a hard time. One of my sisters is having a really hard time with this. She's in her head and she listens to her head and her head talks fear to her all the time. She's constantly in a panic. And, her, and that's just like if you if you can't, I can't turn off my mind. I can't go to sleep because I can't turn off my mind. That means that your ego is in control of you. You're not in control of your ego. And the reason for that is you equate yourself with your ego. You think. See, there's another saying that is a lie that is backwards from the way the universe actually works. 
I don't think I create. I conceptualize. I create. I am a creator because I love. I don't think. And there's that lie. I think, therefore, I am. No. I think, therefore, I have ego. I think, therefore, I am egoic is how that should be answered, how that should be said. That's how that should be said every single time. So when you buy into the idea of, well, because I think, therefore, I am something, then you have to ask yourself, and again, if you have to ask yourself, you're asking your ego, what exactly am I? Right? Well, I must be human. Right? And now I'm intellectual because I'm pondering what it is that I am. And uh, I'm human. And what does it mean to be human? See, all of that thought in, in slowing down that process, like as if I'm saying it out loud, is fun. But the truth is that to think that way. And that's why he says in the beginning, what did you think? Take a thought. What is a thought? What did you think? And of that thought, how much of that thought was of the creation? How much of that thought was of the original creation that you think, that you thought? That's one of the very first things that Ra says. The reason for that is to get you thinking, but on the right track, not listening to your ego, okay? And thinking more logically, more objectively, because once you start down that path, and you get away from the fear because fear, anger, aggression, all those negative, anything that's negative leads you into the negative universe, which is which is this third dimensional uh, trap that we created for ourselves as children. And you're supposed to become the adult. To become the adult is to stop listening to the child in your mind. And the child in your mind is, in fact, the ego. Because it is childlike. It is easily offended. It is easily hurt. It is easily bruised. It always throws a temper tantrum. It always has to be in charge. It always has to be right. That is the mind of a child. That is the mind of a child. This is what, well, you know, what does this have to do with the law of one, Leo? This is the law of one. The idea, and so the name, the law of one, is the idea that there is only one true creator of the universe and that everything was created by the creator, including us, and that we are not created as a separate entity from the universe. We are the universal mind. That is the law of one in a nutshell. As quick and as easy and as small I can make it for you. What does all that mean is what I'm trying to now peel back the onions on. The, well, the, Casey said, I, I never thought of uh, thought of it like that with the inner child being the ego. That is the ego, right? The id is your consciousness or your conscience. That is your id. And even the id, which was brought up by Freud, was said backwards again because either Freud misunderstood it or wanted to make sure that he was in charge and was making money and, and knew something you didn't know so he could sell it to you. But the ego is the child. That is what the ego is. For you to ascend to adulthood, you have to give up the child. The child in you must die. You can still be childlike and remember what it means to be a child and still have fun and play and pretend because that's creation. That's actually very important. The positive aspects 
of your inner child, you need to see and do and and live the negative aspects. All negativity is ego. All positivity is creation. And and you need to separate those. And that's what you need to realize. To that's the yin and the yang. That is the darkness and the light. That is the white and the black. That is the or the other way around. Black and you know darkness, black, white, light. The the laughter and excitement and love and creative ability of your childlike being is, get it, is your being. It is the innocence of your being. And it is only through that love and innocence of your child being that creation is found. The meek shall inherit the earth. The children shall become kings and lead us. Those who can become childlike, if you look at children before they're corrupted and their ego kicks in, it is everything we strive to become. But then the ego is that darkness in in our child that says, gimme, gimme, I want, gimme, gimme, mine, mine, mine. I need, I have to have, I want. I'll take it from you. That's the ego. That's why you had... Frodo Baggins and Gollum. Gollum was the ego. And what happens when your ego overcomes you? The ring itself was was the ego catalyst in every person. This is what was represented by Tolkien in the one ring. The ego, and that's why hobbits were almost immune or most of them were immune because of their innocence because they didn't most of them didn't have a negative ego they were very innocent and because of that they were honest with themselves who they were and what they were and that's why he was given the ring because he didn't have that evil in him his his uncle did and it was starting to corrupt him when he was 111 years old he was being corrupted and that's why he had to leave with the with the elves because he had been uh, corrupted now a part of him was damaged and so he had to go with the elves uh, to the other side so they could heal his soul in time okay but frodo who was in had no ego whatsoever he was able to have that ring and he didn't have any aspirations, uh, no delusions of grandeur, no aspirations to become the ruler of the world. All he wanted to do was help. He was in service to others utterly and wanted to help all of, of, of all races in, uh, in Middle Earth to rid themselves of the great evil. And the, and the one ring was the controller by the evil. And the humans were easily corrupted. Why? We have a giant ego. Do you see? So Gollum was the ego, and he was following, and he was pretending to lead him. And the entire time, he was trying to figure out how he could get that ring from from uh, it was it was uh, Bilbo, wasn't it? Not Frodo. No, it was Frodo. Bilbo was the first one who had it. it. Was it was Frodo? So he was trying to figure out how to get it from him, and in the end, he bit his finger off to get it from him. And of course, when he did, he got knocked off uh, into the lava. And he died, and the one ring uh, went back into the lava and it no longer had any power. Right? So that was that was whether you 
whether you know it or not, that was the story that was being told through that entire series was the dichotomy, the battle between the inner id and the inner ego. And that, and and it was also that was the microcosm of the macrocosm because it was also the nuclear bomb. The one ring was the nuclear missile. And that was the reason he wrote it, but he understood how to do the microcosm and the macrocosm, and he did that. And that's what most good stories are. But that was what the whole one ring was, and that's why the seven nations, the seven rings of power and the one ring to control them all. If you if you really equate that to the, um, the seven churches in the Bible, and uh, remember what I said about the uh, the Exodus and the and the uh, uh, churches, letters to the churches, uh, being the chakras, the same thing. The seven rings of power and one to control them all. And it, it is to say, if you look, it's the same, and and it's the same chakras and it's the same lessons. And each race portrays a different uh, base root chakra. Uh, and the the hobbits being the smallest represent the uh the uh, uh violet third eye indigo and up uh in the in that and that's why they were so innocent they were innocent like a child but uh very wise in their innocence and that's why he was able to never be corrupted by the ring itself the ring could not corrupt him it just did harm to him uh in you know in some ways and it slowly uh, tried to corrupt him, but it just made him blind to what was going on around him uh, and uh, kind of made him sick and sickly and weak because it couldn't control him. So it had to do what's being done to us in the world when we can't be controlled by these people who are trying to control us. They make us sickly and weak and try to make us uh, 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 not realize what's going on around us. By making us weak of mind, weak of spirit, weak of, of physicality, and become blind to reality. That's the same thing that was happening to him because of the ring who was controlling all of the rings and the evil minds of the earth that are controlling all of the uh, 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 ways to control the, the, the people through the different genres. How many genres are there? Seven. Think about that. Right. There's books, there's paper, newspapers, there's radio, there's uh, the Internet. Right. Let's keep going. Movies. There's seven. (laughs) There's seven ways of communication, spoken word, the written word, the sound. Right. So it's the same thing. People don't equate the IC patterns and everything. I was telling my sister that just the other day. I always have. That's why the government tried to recruit me, because I see the patterns in things. I always have. I'm really good at deciphering codes. And they knew that. They wanted to get me as, you know, working for them, code breaking and shit. I have a really, I'm learning 20 languages right now. That's not a lie. I'm literally, I have dual lingo, duolingo, and I literally have 20 languages currently that I uh, strive to. And every night before I go to bed, I spend 15 to 20 minutes at least 
on three or four, sometimes five languages. Some days I spend two, three, four hours and I do one or two or three or four languages. And I do mostly European languages because they're all the same because they all borrow words from each other and their word origin comes from like our uh, English that I'm speaking, all common language. That's what they would call it in Tolkien's world and in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Common, which is the English language on this planet because more people speak that than they do, uh, you know, uh, worldwide. I mean, there's literally more humans that speak Chinese than any other language because there's more Chinese people. But if you go around the world, there's more people that understand English on the planet uh, in the world than there are people who understand Chinese. Otherwise, Chinese would be the common language of the planet. And someday it might become that. Uh, but it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a mishmash just like English is. English is a mishmash of all other languages, especially all of the European languages. So like when you listen to Spanish, Spanish is very similar to Latin and, and Italian and French and German. And Portuguese is just a dialect of Spanish. German and Dutch are almost identical, but Dutch is half English, what I speak, and half German. So if, if I go to, to and, and listen to the Dutch, which I'm learning Dutch, and you know a basic uh, a language of, of Deutsch for the Dutch, right, Deutsch being German, and, and uh, the Dutch language, if you know a little bit of German, you know how, the one half of the Dutch language that is not, that is not English. And then if you know English, you know the other half of the Dutch language. So, so it's German light or English light is Dutch. Those, those two combinations of those two languages are current modern English and current modern German make up the Dutch language. And then if you, if you go from there and you head north, uh, you find out the, the French is just a, a dialect of the English language, or the English language is a dialect of the French language. They just say the words slightly different. Spanish is almost identical, and that the words are just said uh, slightly different, right? But then there's differences completely in in uh, some things. But you can see how they evolve. At least I do. I catch the patterns in that shit, right? Like you know, like the word uh, you know uh, I or me, right? In English, and then it, then you have the word ich in German, which means the same ich. I-C-H, ich, 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 uh, meaning I or me, right? And then you have, and then you have uh, uh, in Spanish, it's yo, but it's pronounced yo. And then if you go to, to north from that, it's, it's J-O, <laughs> right? Or J-A, and it means the same thing. So in the word no, in English is no. In Spanish, it's no. In German, it's nine. In Russian, it's niet. Weird that they all start with the letter in, n. Right? No, it's not weird. That's just the evolution. That's how languages evolve. So I catch that. So it's really easy for me to learn all of these European languages. So 14 of the languages that I'm learning are, in fact, uh, northern, western, southern, eastern European languages and the dialects. I don't even count the dialects of English that I know. I don't. I don't count any of those. I don't count Australian. I don't count the English. And, and then when you go to the England, there's North, South, East, and West. In America, there's North, South, East, and West uh, dialects. If you go to Boston, it's completely different, right? You know, your cousin from Boston, right? He's parking the car in Boston. In California, your cousin's parking the car, 
right? So it's a completely different dialect. They say things completely different. You go to English, you know, in England, it's the same thing. You go to Ireland, they joke about the people in the West. The people in the East can't understand the people in the West because their accent is so is so thick. Same language spoken with a different dialect. And think about the people in Texas and the people in, in Louisiana, right? Louisiana with their mush mouth, right? You got people down in Louisiana talk more like this. And the reason they say mush mouth is because if you act like you got food in your mouth, some a little bit of uh, of uh, grits in your mouth or or mush mash, you know, oatmeal in your mouth when you're talking, then you sound like you're from the south. You say you're from down in Louisiana way, right? And that's just another dialect of the same language that I'm speaking. I speak the language they speak on the news, which is I'm from nowhere, America. That's why newscasters sound like I sound right now, although I do have a, a, a southern uh, drawl. Uh, and I have words that I say like Chesterfield and Spicket because I come from my family comes from Pennsylvania and uh, Boston. So I do have words that we use on, out here in California, Chesterfield, Spicket, uh, Davenport, things like that. Uh, my, my grandfather used to get annoyed because it's not a creek it's a crick even though it's spilled with two e's a creek is the sound a board makes a crick is something that water runs through right so i was born in walnut creek although he would say i was born in walnut creek because it is in fact a crick not a creek creek is a board makes a creek sound right so i think that's hilarious but right an italian right an italian has a lot of dialects too so italy has a lot of uh, a lot of dialects as well uh english speaking people out here who talk italian and they say they're to an uh, italian from italy and they don't understand what they're saying well, they look at them and go okay fi huh okay fi paisan people over here in, in america know what that means you go to italy and you say okay fi paisan they look at you and go what the fuck did you just say to me right that's just like uh you know the difference between english and in america so all of those dialects uh but you have to realize if, if you were to put them all together and move to a higher plane, why was I going down this whole road? Why am I, is, is Leo rambling now? He's on to language. The fuck does that have to do with the law of one? The understanding and the understanding that, that the only thing that separates us is us. And the reason that Raw said is because they don't understand the nuances that we understand that separate us from us. Do you see? We hold and we are taught that people of a certain color come from a certain place and they're of a certain race. So we have the understanding of that. But if you were to get here from another planet, you would just see people uh, that are all human that just have different color skin. And you would have to say, why? to someone why do you not look identical your physical bodies are made up physiologically identical except for pigment of your skin and hair follicles and that's really about it and eye color what is the difference what makes that different and then we say well it's a, a race so we have defined the differentiation of everything whereas raw doesn't focus on the physicality because they're non-physical. So they're focusing on your spirituality, your spirit in the communication. I know that was a really long discussion, but I wanted you to really get wrung out in your head why there is confusion at such a small distance away from this reality. Because they've never experienced 
that much differentiation. Distortion is the word they're using for differentiation in the law of one and throughout the entire 106 sessions. So every time you hear the word distortion, remember that that word means differentiation in some way or difficulty in understanding. It means one of those two. And you'll realize what reference, when you hear Raw say it, what that reference means when they say your distortion. It means either your having a problem understanding because of where you are in your reality, or you're having a problem of differentiating, which means the same thing. Do you see? That's why we speak in parables, because people have a, have a problem in the way they learn compared to the way other people learn. And that's why I have to speak and sometimes sound like I'm saying things over and over and over, because some of you actually get each one that I say, and you're like, he's repeating himself. But you don't realize that there are people in the audience who are like, I don't understand what he's saying. I don't understand what he's saying. Oh, now I get what he's saying. Some people can't wait. If they're the last one that I say, they're not going to wait all the way, and they're going to leave. And they may never hear that uh, explanation, the one that would work for them. The people who are in the first few stay around. All right, I got what he said a second ago. I'm not sure what he's saying now. And then they'll, they'll hear something in there, and they'll go, oh, all right, he's saying the same thing. He's just saying it different. They'll start to get it. Okay, so that's that's important to realize because Ra's having a hard time with our math, with differentiating between um, physicalities and personalities, right? So they're answering the question, but they're but they're going into his mind to use the proper words. Okay, so like what Denise was saying, that with so many dialects, every language in every country has their own dialect of language. Uh, Peter, who's in Ireland, he speaks a different version of Irish-accented language than other people in Ireland. And the people who live in Ireland can tell you where he's from because of his accent, just like if somebody from Texas were to start talking, uh, and I could be in, in uh, Egypt, and they could start talking in Egypt, and I'd go, hey, you're from Texas. Why? I'm familiar with that accent. If I wasn't, I might go, oh, you're American, because I've heard that, right? You know, because Americans, you know, they always use that accent uh, to accentuate that. Even even they did that in A Fish Called Wanda when uh, when uh, John Cleese, who is, in fact, English and part of Monty Python, when he was using an American accent, he was being very uh, over the top and going, boy, I really got you good, didn't I? Right? And he was doing that on purpose to sound that way because it was supposed to be funny. But that's what a lot of people do is they, they they use that generic southern accent, which actually doesn't exist. It's just like when Scotty from the old Star Trek, uh, you know, was using that Scottish accent that that Scottish accent doesn't exist anywhere in Scotland. And they, they were laughing and, you know, or what they call uh, the Irish accent that everybody uses in American uh, movies. The people in Ireland called that oh Irish. They're using that oh Irish accent. It doesn't exist anywhere in Ireland. Um, but everybody in America thinks that that's the Irish accent and that's become synonymous with. So it's just that that's us not knowing the language and trying to pretend we have an accent until eventually they started realizing that people were laughing around the world and they would actually start hiring uh, accent coaches 
but even then I can sometimes see, cause there's so many like Australian actor actors. And, um, I watch people's mouths move when they're talking as well as listen to what they're saying. Right. And I, and I can tell when I hear a sound that doesn't coincide with the way the mouth's moving, that they've been coached and they have a different way of saying that word themselves. And they're trying to make the sound come out of their mouth sound American. And, and so because of that, they're not saying it the right way. And I'm like, they're Australian. I can tell because they're using a, a movement in their mouth that is actually synonymous with Australia. Right. So my point here is that, that raw is having a differentiation problem and knowing that a lot of people are not going to understand, understand or, or grasp the concept of what's going on in what they're trying to teach. And they're trying to teach it in a way that people will understand. And I know I went on and on and on for like an hour about that, but you, that is going to be, as you go forward, in your understanding uh, and in your conceptualizing or you're actually getting what is being told to you, you're going to realize all those of you who stayed here long enough to hear me say that, that you're going to get what's going on far better now than if you didn't listen to this episode. I'll be honest with you. Right. So in uh, the, let's continue here, right. Each of those in this group is striving to use digest and diversify the information which we are sending this instrument he calls the instrument uh the person who is who is saying this that, that's carla who is actually channeling carla is the instrument just know that into the channel of the mind body spirit complex without distortion so they're trying to say we're trying to send as much information as we can to get through to the people right the few of whom you will illuminate by sharing your light are far more than enough reason for the greater possible effort. And again, reiterating and saying in a different way, if we can move just one mind, then we've done our job. And if there's only a few people that hear this and understand this and are moved by this, then, uh, then you know, good, good on to them. That goes back to what I was saying before and how I react to people who are uh, in that teaching mode, right? Yeah, right. Peter said the Irish don't say top in the morning. Well, we, we over here, we say top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning to you. Yeah. People don't say top of the morning to you. Right. <laughs> we see that as an insult to the Irish people. Right. Yeah. Because they, they people here don't say top of the morning to you either. They just say hello. Good morning. Right. No one says top of the morning. Right. I agree. And so the people in Ireland see that as an insult because it's that, oh, Irish, it's that bullshit Irish. Oh, top of the morning to you. That doesn't come. No one says that. Right. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, uh, again, here, this is just a parable that Ra is saying for the few people who will understand this because of what we're saying, uh, then we've done our job. Uh, and, and that's and that's good to serve. One is to serve all. Therefore, we offer the question back to you to state that, indeed, it is the only actively it is only actively worth doing to learn, teach, or to teach, learn. There is nothing else which is of aid in demonstrating the original thought except your own very being. Do you see that? And the distortions that come from unexplained, uh, uh, in, in, what, is, what is this word? Hold on, let me make sure I'm adjusting my glasses here. <laughs> inarticulate, sorry, I, I couldn't articulate the word, inarticulate. That's funny. Um, 
or mystery clad being uh, are many. So meaning that that to to art it's harder it's very hard to articulate exactly the meaning for everyone to understand is what he's saying here and uh and hopefully that they can in some way and if not then um then the uh then the um person that's translating can in some way articulate this information into uh a language that people can understand that's why someone has to work and do what i'm doing to try and and aid everyone that might not get the gist of what's being said. That's exactly what he's saying right here. Okay, so yeah, that's exactly what he's saying right here. So so um, then he says maybe we speak in any other capacity, and and I don't know that we're gonna. I think we're. I have that all there, but I, I think that uh, that we'll continue on. You guys can go back and, and, you know, I need to push forward instead of reading verbatim everything that is here. I just wanted to, uh, there's a few points that I want to hit to, because of what we just went through right there, right? And then, uh, then this part right here going to the end is just talking about making her comfortable. That's always at the end of almost everything. But I, I made sure that I had all of that. Uh, on there anyway. So it's actually um, go forward to the next section and we're almost caught up anyways. So maybe we'll cover some of this next time uh, just to catch us up to uh, back to listening to raw. So the concept is hard in and of itself because it's foreign to the reality that is here. And that is what the attempt is in the 106 sessions is to uh, help you uplift your consciousness out of your thinking mind and egoic thought process and explain to you, hold on, I don't need this up anymore and I could turn my camera back on because we're not going to be covering that. To then, and I don't need my glasses on because now I'll only be reading the comments if there is any comments, right? And I was doing that before. I'll see if I need to put them back on to read the comments. <laughs> Depends on what's being said in the comments. So, so the concept is that there is a veiling, and you, because of the veiling, you don't have the memory. That's normal. That happens here. It happens in every place that is third dimensional throughout the entire universe. And that's one of the laws part of the laws, many of the laws, two or three or four of the laws of the universe that govern the universe and what has happened on top of that. And it's Ra's fault, but not because of Ra. Ra was the catalyst, not right. There's cause and effect. Ra wasn't the effect. Ra was the cause. The, and, and it, it, well, in effect, it, it's the other way around. Really, it might be Ra was the effect in the cause where the people, either way, it's the chicken or the egg, either way, Ra came and gave a knowledge of the universe to a people who were egoic and used that knowledge to their own gain and have been from that day until now for thousands and thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of years now, tens of thousands and quite possibly as many as 150 to 170,000. Some people say millions, trillions, kajillions. You can make up any number, right? They, they're speculating just as well. That's like saying, you know, there's a four bazillion 
levels before you get back to God. And it'll take a trillion, 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 however many zeros that is, trillion, 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 trillion. I can say that for a trillion times, uh, uh, trillion, uh, uh, to get to the levels that we need to get to. Or there's one. Right? Make up your own mind. It doesn't really matter. None of it really truthfully matters in this place. So what does is the uh, is is the knowledge that you were supposed to have right after you were a child you were this is the way things were supposed to go here let me explain that right so that puts in some context you're supposed to be born when you're born here for the first time as a human it's the first time you've thought therefore i am the first time you become aware, self-aware, that I'm more than just a tree or a cat or a bird or a blade of grass or a wisp of air, I am. When that life cycle ends, whatever you are in 1 or 2D, because that's where you are at that point, you graduate to 3D, where on this planet you become this, a human. And you're born as a baby, and you don't have any prior knowledge. When babies are first born, some of them bring some of that knowledge with them, but that's quickly corrupted by reality here and stifled out of existence. And your parents have been taught to do that to you. Make sure that you lock in this reality as a child. Okay? So that wasn't supposed to happen. You were supposed to be taught spirituality from the time that you were born so that we could excel, excel. Some places have solved this problem and they help their children to ascend as quickly as they can into adolescence and then adulthood. And to be an adult means you no longer are in charge. Your ego is no longer in charge of you. You are no longer equating with your thinking mind or your ego in any way. That's what it means to be an adult, to be honest, objective, and not listening to the lesser, lesser vibrations of childhood. To be an adult. That's why the IQ test is based on the fact that no one is above the age of 18 years of age, mature level, spiritually, in their head. No one. I don't care, 85, 102, anywhere in between from birth until death, 90% of the population is no older than the age of 18. None of them. They think they are because my body's older, so therefore I must be a grown-up. Right? If you say the words, I am a grown-ass adult, you are not. I'm a grown-ass man. No. Your body is of, of the age where you should be. But if you have to tell somebody, and you feel that it's necessary for you to tell them, I am a grown-ass adult, you are not. Okay? If you, if you get offended when somebody blurts something out that has to do with politics, you're not a grown-ass adult. You think you are, but you're not, okay? If you get triggered by words, you are a child. 
and you have work to do. I'm not saying I don't ever get triggered. The ego keeps tugging on you in this place. And this place is nothing but feeding your ego. Think about it. Where are all the people who are super famous, super rich, who are in fact in service to others? There are none. The Dalai Lama, we've already covered that. Okay. Anyone who, who is, I am the greatest fighter in the world, that's ego. I am the greatest poet in the world, that's ego. I am the greatest, uh, you know, uh, songwriter in the world, that is ego. I am the greatest movie maker. I can make a movie that is so huge, it'll be a blockbuster, that is ego. If you feel that it's necessary to say that out loud, to tell somebody, to brag about yourself, that is ego. You are not an adult. Okay? And anyone who has to, like, I go to people's sites and they're like, they're about, they're about list. There's Mike. Mike, Miguel, welcome. They're about list. It says about this person. And they have like a, a 47,000 uh, titles and things. That's ego. If you have to have like a list that is longer than five or six or seven or whatever you do, right? Unless you're explaining that because people need to know that information to realize more about you. But if you have to say, I know this, I'm a fairy fire, a Reiki practitioner and blue uh, liberating fire and and red uh, uh, fire of a new new. And if you have to list all of those to say I'm a healer, there's something wrong. Okay. I can heal you from 27 different ways because I have a certificate for all 27. Why did you feel the need to have to have 27 different things? Unless you're doing like me where you like the languages and you like, so it's the same. I like to know everything about every kind of healing that there is. I get that and I'm okay with that. Right? And when you are spoken to, that will come through very quickly, the difference. And see, this is the thing. Like, if you're talking to somebody and and you say, and you say to them, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm really sorry, but you, I triggered your ego and didn't mean to. No, no, your ego. That's if you're, if you're an adult, that made complete sense to you what I just said. And you know where the ego is and who has the ego and who doesn't. Okay. So the second you say that, that's like the, the commercial with, uh, with uh, uh, what's her name? Melissa um, McCarthy where she's sitting there typing on the on the on the little calculator and she's like my email won't go through and he's like it's still a calculator she's like you're a calculator that's ego and he didn't say anything back to her he just looked at her why he's the adult in the room and she's acting like a child that's a calculator and she was like and she ignored him and just looked at him and then she's like i hold on i i can't get the ego it's just i just can't get it it's still a calculator you're a calculator that was ego she did it for funny Right? She did it as a joke. It was done as a joke. Right? But the truth is, that's how people pop off. That's ego. Okay? So that comes through quickly with those people who list. I, I just recently 
added stuff uh, on mine, you know, to, to, to show what it, so that people, if they look me up and go, cause I always have people saying to me, well, what, what makes you think you can do this? Because I don't put before my name every time I talk, that's just like these days, you know, people are, are with the alphabet soup, right? It's getting to the point where when you introduce yourself to somebody, you're going to have to like, it's, it's going to be 25 minutes listening to the person talk before you get to say anything. Hi, my name is uh, Leonard O'Neill. I'm a heterosexual. I'm bisexual, trisexual. Um, you know, and yeah, I tell people when people say to me, if someone actually says to me, this is no joke, I say this. When they, when they say, you know, my pronouns are, and they come out with something, you know, him and her or it and they, I go, my pronouns are my Lord and Lord thy God. So please refer to me to those, right? And then when they say, you know, and I find myself to be non-binary, I like to answer with, do you? Well, I find myself to be um, drawn to the binary code 0011001. Right? And then people get mad. They get triggered. Ego. You're, you you just think you're making fun of me. I'm not making fun of you. You have your choice in pronouns and I have mine. Why? What, are you making fun of my pronouns? Why I can't have those pronouns? They're not acceptable to you? But I'm supposed to accept whatever pronoun you make up and I can't be accept it. You you won't call me my lord? What why? Why not? What do you just what do you think you're in charge of me? No, I didn't say I'm in charge of you. I just said that's my pronoun. That's why it's that's how silly it is, right? I would like to for you to refer to me as Dash and Plus. Well, Dash and Plus over there. Nope, you can't say over there. I don't I don't I don't like the word there as my pronouns. Dash plus right and, and and pretty soon then you're gonna change i'm gonna change it to every single person that i meet right and it, just to have fun with it because come on let's be serious that's the whole thing is just is because then it's like uh you know then you gotta have my blood type my age my iq my foot size uh my stereotypes my likes my colors my uh, favorite number my uh sun sign my political sign uh my religion uh, what else what I ate for lunch, what I ate for breakfast, what my likes and dislikes are. By the time I get done with the whole fucking, why don't I just hand you a fucking resume? You hand me your resume. I'll throw yours away. You can read mine to get to know me. I'll get to know you the old-fashioned way by talking to you and hanging out with you. And if I piss you off and it's a and, and I don't refer to you the right way and that's a deal breaker and you run away with your little ego being offended, okay. Right? Well, I don't think that's right. If somebody is wants to be referred to as bisexual, they should be bisexual. They can be whatever they want to be. I don't need to be told that. I don't think I don't need there's some things you just don't need to know about people. I don't need to know if you have boogers in your nose. I cut my nose hairs on Tuesday morning at 7:10 every Tuesday. In the mirror without scissors, I use the little electric thing that I put batteries in and I go like this and I what I don't fucking need to know how you trim your nose hairs. I don't need to know when I first meet you. Hi, I'm gay. I don't need to know that when I first meet you. There's no unless unless you think I'm gay and and you're hoping that maybe we can get together. That should already be chemistry, and we should already be giving each other the eyeballs, so we shouldn't have to say that to each other. 
Okay. So there's just certain things that shouldn't be in a conversation when you first meet somebody. And the fact that somebody needs to feel that they have to tell me all that information about themselves tells me that they're really insecure about themselves and they have to make sure that you fucking know how I want you to look at me. Right. That's ego. I don't care how you look at me. I don't. I don't care if you judge me. I don't care any of that. Right. When people go, doesn't it bother you if somebody says something bad about you? No, no. No, it doesn't. I don't care. Right? That guy's a fucking idiot. Okay. You have the right to believe that. Right? The fact that you spend time here, this is an example. Let me give you an example. Right? How do you know when someone is afraid of someone? And I mean, afraid not as in, oh, no, that person's going to kill me or rape me or destroy me. That's a different kind of fear. When someone, when you are in an environment where someone is a threat to you and your ego, how do you know that 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 person, because they spend all kinds of time talking about that person and they have to make sure that they talk shit to you about that person. Perfect example. The Democrats' biggest fear on the face of the earth is Donald Trump. They have spent six years. Every waking hour on every news channel trying to convince you and the whole planet that that person has no business being the president of the United States. When somebody spends that much time telling you something about somebody that is negative, you need to take another serious look at that person and ask yourself, why is this person spending more time talking about this person? If this person were as bad, as they were saying, they wouldn't have to tell everybody over and over and over and over how bad this person is. If this person was, in fact, that bad, everybody would see that shit and know it. Because if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and smells like a duck and shits like a duck and sounds like a duck, it's a duck. But if it doesn't do any of those things, but somebody keeps saying that it does, you might want to ask why. That's why they say the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to get you to believe the devil didn't exist. Okay? Adults ignore childlike things. When somebody talks shit about me behind my back and someone says, did you hear what so-and-so said? Don't care. You don't care that they're telling everybody that you're an idiot? No, I don't. People will make up their own mind about me because they have that ability to do so. If they listen to what someone says and make up their mind because of what someone said, and then they don't give that person a try or look into it themselves, that person will never, ever get unstuck because that person only listens to what other people tell them. And other people are telling them, everything is fine here. Everything is okay here. You will own nothing and be happy. Just do what you're told, and we'll give you everything for free. That's what's been going on here. Okay? So if somebody is is then telling you that, and they're going, well, at least we're not beating you, the fact that they have to point out to you the opposite also tells you something. Right? These are the things that you actually need to look at in reality to see the real thing that's going on. Okay?
This is living the law of one. This is the ideology that is helping you become free is not believing a word of anything anyone says to you. Not even me. If I say something that you're not sure of, look it up. Look it up. If I quote something from the law of one, that's why I play the book and tell you where you can read along with the actual uh, 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 tapes put to, to print. That's why I tell you that. So that you can then say, well, he's not making this up. He didn't edit this. He's not lying about it. That's why I put it up on the screen to you, what I'm reading to you, so you can read along with it. And I tell you where it's from. So you can then say, I'm going to go there. In case he's made changes to this, I'm going to go there and I'm going to read it from the actual people who actually recorded this. Oh, look, he is reading it right off of their website. Do you see? There's a reason that adults do that. I have nothing to hide. Okay? When you're watching the news and they go, so-and-so said, and let's put that up on the screen. You don't know that what they put up on the screen is what they actually said and what context that it's in. 99% of the time, it's out of context. Same thing with videos. They'll show you one little sound bite. They don't show you the 20 minutes prior and the 20 minutes after, so you actually get and follow the conversation. They edit the sound bite and tell you one thing and claim they're saying something. This is exactly what's going on with this whole January 6th commission, right? People all over Twitter are talking about it, and I'm like, um, what's missing from this? What's missing from this TV made-for-TV movie, because that's what it is, it is a made, it's it's freaking Hill Street Blues. It's Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. It is written and it has a script and it has an agenda. And there's no cross-examination, no defense, no wadir. Do you understand what that means in the whole uh, uh, defense thing? So there's there's no way of anyone from the opposite side to say that's not true. That is a lie. Where did you get this information? Sources say, I can fucking make up anything. Sources say Joe Biden is already dead and he's a clone. That's just as viable as sources say Donald Trump said anything. It's just as fake. I have a signed declaration from a thousand uh, 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 generals. A thousand generals? There were like 800 generals said that Donald Trump was crazy. I don't think John, I don't think Donald Trump in four years met 800 generals. I don't think there's 800 generals alive in the United States Army or retired currently. If there is, we got a problem because that would suggest that we have about a trillion military personnel. Okay. Uh, there's a sign thing from 600 generals. Six, 600. How many of those are over the age of 100? How many are already dead? Right? These are the things that adults listen to and say, that's just not plausible or real. Children hear that and go, do you hear that? They have proof. What they didn't show you the signed signature or affidavit from all 800 people. They didn't even tell you where you can go to read that. 
They just said, we have 800 people who signed and said he's crazy. Yeah, and this mass book says you're lying. And when you open it up, it literally says Y-O-U-A-R-L-I. Do I need to continue spelling it out? You are lying. Do you see? That's why that comedy happened. That's why that was written that way in that comedy. And if you're too old to know that comedy, then you miss the joke. Okay? So, yeah, Mike is saying that the biggest problem is ego. That is the trap. Ego is the trap. To overcome your ego is the exercise that is this place. That is what you're here to learn to do, is to overcome your ego and ascend to the next level of your being as an adult, to defeat the ego and move on. That is all. That is something that children are expected to do. That is it. But that was taken from you. The knowledge that that was what you were supposed to attain here has been corrupted and taken or removed from your psyche and from any part of history or any knowledge on this earth. That is why Ra came through with the law of one. To reteach, learn that process to and introduce it, reintroduce it to the human race. And all other people, Jesus came here to do the same thing. Moses was teaching the same thing. So were all of the people in every religion on the face of the earth trying to teach you the same thing. The messages that came through from God were trying to teach you the same thing. That's all they're trying to teach you. And that's being taught to you in parables. And if you're an adult, all of them make complete sense to you. And you hear the repetitiveness over and over and over, and you laugh and go, my God, it is literally in everything. Literally. In everything. Right in front of your face. That's why the story of, the, of that yogi, the Sufi, who was trying to become awake, and he bought every possible thing known to human existence, books to try and w- become awake. Not woke. I'm very woke. I'm very awake. No. Now, if you have to tell somebody I'm awake, that's ego. See, the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing it's a, of its existence. Not just knowing of the ego, but knowing how the ego works. So when you hear the thoughts in your head and you think they're good, that's why comedians say to hecklers that they know are drunk, they'll either go, I remember my first time I had to have three drink minimum too, man. Or they'll say, listen, listen, the next time you're going to say some shit and pop off and you think it's really funny, look to the guy next to you and say it first. And if he looks at you like, shut the fuck up or what the fuck are you talking about? It Don't say it out loud because you look stupid. Okay. The ego is childlike and the words that come out of your mouth are the words of a child. You don't know that. Because you equate yourself with the ego. So you think, I'm a grown-ass man. Bitch. Don't make me say the C word. That's a child speaking. If I have to raise my voice and tell you that I'm grown, (laughs) I'm not. 
motherfucker. I'm a man. I do man things. And I act like a man. No, that's not what's happening right here. And anyone who's an adult, a female or a male or both, is going to look at that person and go, child. Child. And then when they say that to you, you're you're the child. And if you engage, that's why they say you never engage with a drunk person or a stupid person because people won't know the difference. Right? Because the second you engage with them, no, no, you're the one who's the child, not me. It's you. Now you've descended into the child right along with them. No, it's me. I know you are, but what am I? Uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-uh, uh-huh. I'm telling. I'm telling. You're the child, not me. You, you, you. <laughs> That's what children do. Do you see? So if somebody says to me, you're just nothing but ego. Oh, oh, okay. That's whatever. That's your, you can say that. Go away. Right? Anybody who feels the need to have to troll or heckle, ego. They're inferior in some way and they have to try and, and, and make themselves feel good. I have a, a a friend of mine who I call my brother because I've known him since I was a child. He's always been like my older brother. To this day, I'm 54, going to be 54. Or am I 54, going to be 55? Shit, I don't remember. Getting old, man. To this day, he's like 15 years older than me, so he's in his 60s, almost 70. He still, to this day, has to talk shit to and about me. I have another friend who I've known for over 35 years who talks shit behind my back. To this day, that's ego. He feels in some way inferior, and he has to spend the time telling people how much better than I am he is. And let me tell you why. I'll explain to you. Right? So you know you probably have someone in your life that is that way. And they go, you know that every time you leave, that person talks shit about you? Well, that's because they fear me. They're afraid to say it in front of my face. So they wait until I'm gone, and then they talk shit about me when I'm gone. Right? That's why I don't engage people when they talk shit. I go, you don't know anything about me. You're out of here. Bye-bye now. Go someplace else, please. Troll someone else. Right? So I don't give anyone that kind of weight, even if I know someone talks shit about me. I don't. I don't care, first of all. Go ahead. Ooh, you told me. I told people about you behind your back and made you sound stupid. And so in my little circle, all the people who worship me think you're blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. They'll figure out who you are eventually. Because then someone there is going to be objective and say, no longer talking ego. What does this have to do with Leo? Are you, are you freaking out of your mind now? No. This is the law of one. This is what the law of one is about. Overcoming. This is the exercise that you're here on this planet for. To overcome your ego. So you have to, the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. You have to see the ego to overcome it. So you have to realize what it's doing when it trips you up, when it snares you to not feed it. And it takes a lot of work in the beginning. To not be triggered. If you get triggered on anything, I don't care what anybody says to you, if you get angry, you chose that. That's your ego. You allowed your ego to get bruised, and you already implanted in your own mind words 
that when someone says this, I'm going to go fucking ballistic. I'm it's already planned. If you say these things, this is how I'm going to react, man. That's your ego. Your, your ego is, is telling you if someone, I can't wait for someone to say this. So I can fucking nuke them back. Right. That's why I say I'm going to trigger somebody with something that I say, especially if I start quoting any of that evil religion. Right. The second it sounds like I'm an adversary of yours. You're listening to your ego and you're seeing me as an adversary and putting us in adversarial positions. I'm offending you now. If you get offended by, I'm offended by you. You just offended me. That's your ego. That's all that is. That is 100% what that is. Right? And then if I say something blanketing and you think I'm talking about you personally, that's your ego. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? If somebody does that, you're in a room and somebody says something, like they were talking about me. Right? Well, sometimes some people are because you had an argument, say, prior to, Right. If I get into an argument with anybody who's listening to this prior to this conversation and I'm saying this right, then you could go, you know, I just got into an argument about this with him about an hour ago yesterday. Right. And we haven't spoken since. And now he's like utilizing that conversation as his thing for an example for ego. Well, that's still an example for ego. And yeah, if you're being offended by something I said, you have to work on your ego. <laughs> and if you think I'm talking about you. It's because your ego says he's talking about me. He's talking about us. Talking about us, man. Because your ego knows that it's wrong. It knows that what it's saying is wrong. And it says it anyways. It knows what it's thinking is wrong. And it thinks it anyway. It is done by its very nature. There's a there's a, one of the um, videos for World of Warcraft. Uh, and it's about uh, the, the Pandorans, right? The Pandorans are pandas, panda bears, uh, and but they're very uh, Japanese, right? Very supposed to be, uh, their, their structures are, are quasi-Japanese-Chinese. So they're supposed to be Asian. All of the characters in World of Warcraft are the microcosm to the Earth's macrocosm, right? So you have the, um, you have the, the, uh, uh, the dwarfs, and they all have a Scottish accent. But they have Viking um, runes and runology and, and the Celtic uh, knot work. So they're a culmination of, of the Western European, Northern European uh, um, ideology, the Vikings. Only they're small. And then there is a Viking group, but, but those people you don't get to play and you don't understand their language. And they're giants. They're about 18 feet tall and they're humanoid. Uh, and they uh, uh, look and act like uh, Vikings uh, would look and act. Right. Uh, but you don't get to know anything about them. So they're more kind of like the ancient Vikings would be if you didn't know their language. Right. So you don't get to play them. They're non-player characters. But the ones that you do get to play, they all mirror somebody. The the uh, um, night elves are very Asian uh, in the uh, in their look, but they're not. They're they're more like uh, Vulcans than they are uh, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, but then there's different ones. There's night elves and blood elves. Right. And the, the night elves are purple and blood elves are more pinkish uh, in color. Right. So so the the Pandorans are very Asian and uh, they're philosophic. They even speak with an Asian accent. Uh, right. And uh, one of the things that they say in the video that starts and you see when the video starts, you see the the alliance 
and the Horde. That's the two main factions that you're either one of uh, playing on one side or the other. And they're uh, in the ocean and they're fighting and they're shooting cannons at each other on their sailboats and their sailships. And he, and he says, why do we fight? He says it with an Asian accent. Why do we fight? It is in our nature. But my people have a better way of thinking. What is worth fighting for? That is a very Confucius, not confusion, Confucius adult way of thinking. Right? Why do we fight? Because it's in our nature. Your ego makes you fight. Evil people want you to fight them. Do you understand? You see? Pardon me. I have snot coming out of my nose. I wasn't rubbing my nose because I'm telling a lie. I'm rubbing my nose because I actually have my nose starting to run. And I needed to get the snot out. Otherwise, I had a bubble here coming down. Anyway, so, so the ego wants you to fight. That's why I say you don't want to engage the, the nefariousness, the evil people that are narcissistic in this world. You don't want to fight against the people who are in charge. You don't want to fight against you don't want to physically fight you don't want to to you know to engage in that way because that's what they want that's their wheelhouse that's their ball court they want you to lower yourself to physical combat so they can defeat you because that's what they're good at okay that's why sensu wrote wrote the art of war did i say that right was it sensu it is sensu right miguel is it sensu it is sensu isn't it uh, wrote the the art of war, and that's why you hear that you know fight your enemy where they're not. That's one of the little teeny things. He also said to learn how to lead men, you have to learn how to follow. Right. To learn how to kill, you have to learn how to live. So to conquer a people, you have to understand the people. That doesn't mean fight them. That doesn't mean destroy them utterly. That doesn't mean combat. That doesn't mean conflict. That doesn't mean any of that. It means all of that, but it doesn't mean any of that. Do you see? That is the same in, with your ego. That is your ego. The prison is not this planet. It's this mind and what this mind thinks of this place. What you believe this place is, is your prison. And until you stop thinking you're in a prison, you are in a prison. And your ego will keep you in that prison because the ego doesn't want you getting to the place where the ego can no longer control you. And that is where you're trying to achieve. That is where you are trying to be to graduate from here. Is in that place more than in the place of your thinking mind or your ego. If you find yourself watching television, in fact, a lot of times the reason that people watch TV is they turn on something they don't want to have to think while they're watching. Why? Because they they know subconsciously, superconsciously, that they need a break from this prison. So you go to a place in your mind to where you no longer have to be in this prison and you can then what? Relax. That's why one of the reasons why we sleep is so that you move into your subconscious or your superconscious mind and you're no longer in this place so that you can relax and so can your body relax because you're no longer having to have all your defenses up and all of your paying attention to what's going on and thinking about everything and all of this prison. Do you see? 
That's why that becomes important. That's why that is important. So the entire knowledge, the knowledge that was supposed to be gleaned from the garden was not just the knowledge of good and evil. Well, they learned the knowledge of good and evil, and that's what trapped them. That's just, that's the lie that is told to you so that the prison would become solidified. It's not what the knowledge was that you were that you were getting from that. The knowledge you were getting from that is not the knowledge that you're being told. You learned the knowledge of good and evil and that locked you into this prison. No, the belief that that's what you learned at the Garden of Eden that locked you into this prison is what locked you into this prison. The knowledge that you got was that that God who was talking to you is full of shit. And the God that says, do as I say, not as I do, and thou shalt not this, and thou shalt not that, or I will destroy you, is not, in fact, the creator of the universe and shouldn't be listened to at all. Because the creator of the universe is never going to tell you you can't do anything. And that is what the law of one is telling you about. That is what Jesus was trying to tell you. Muhammad was trying to tell you that. That was what Moses was trying to tell you about their own religion. If you listen to the rabbis speak today, they're trying to tell you that about their own religion. They've gotten away from orthodoxy as well. They want to say, well, we're the chosen ones. That's ego. Why are you the chosen one? Because some guy named David, who was the king, claimed that he was talking to God, and God said, murder all of my enemies. Right? That's what, that's what the, the same thing uh, that was that was Dean was saying. He said that, and then he said, look, did you guys win any battles before I came? And then he had to correct himself. That is, and they even put that in the movie uh, of, of uh, uh, the kingdom of heaven. He actually corrected himself and said, that is, before God had me win the battles? He knew that it had nothing to do with God. It had to do with his conquest. Right? He knew that. Because all of this is, is futile. If you think that God created everybody, gave you complete free will, oh, wait, no, they would take that out. Yeah, if you take that out, that's exactly what they want you to believe. You don't have free will. You didn't have free will. When God created you, he created you pure, and you had no free will. And then that stupid woman ate the fruit and blamed it on the snake and then convinced Adam, to, I'm not fucking you again until you eat this, Adam. And then he ate it, and what they learned, they learned the knowledge of good and evil, and because of that, they were cast out into the world, where everyone already was populating the planet who also knew the same shit. But Adam and Eve, just a minute ago, was supposed to be the only two that was ever created, and now all of a sudden they had children, and their children had children, and their children married somebody because they went outside and became fruitful and multiplied. With who? With who? Each other? That can't happen. <clears throat> can't happen. You cannot have two people, no matter how many children they have, and have a successful planet of, of people with the DNA will break down because they're too innerly inbred, no matter if you have, like, I'm breeding with my grandson now to try and get, and he was bred with, everybody's interbred, and they all came from mom and dad. That race would end in less than six generations. They'd all die from their diseases and problems because of the DNA. That's proven. That's why they don't want you sleeping with your relatives, your brother and your sister and having children. Okay? Because that creates problems within the DNA. It's done that way so that we won't 
do that and have sex and have children with our parents and our brothers and sisters. Okay. That's not in what we're, you know, you might want to have sex with your, with your relatives. That, that, that's nothing. That's something that, you know, everybody has fantasies, right? And if you've never had that fantasy, you're lying to yourself. It's like saying, I've never in my life masturbated or done anything like that. I don't do that. You're just telling somebody that that's not true. Right. Don't lie. Be, be objective and be honest. And, and you think about shit like that. Right? I have never thought about mine. I can say that I have never thought about murdering somebody. You're lying. Nobody's that holy. Even the holiest of holies is gone. You know what? If I just killed this motherfucker because you have an ego, you're not born without an ego. Nobody is born without an ego. OK, that just doesn't happen here. That's not part of the game. It's not the way it was designed. So therefore, you have thoughts. It's acting upon those thoughts, which is the choice of listening to the ego or not. Okay? So I know I went on a lot, but this is the, the, the most important thing that you need to realize is that there, that's the trap. The trap is the ego. So the first step in avoiding the trap is knowing of its existence. The ego is the trap. To know the ego and how it acts is to be able to overcome the ego. Okay? So there's your parable. The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. To overcome the ego is to know the ego and how it acts so that you don't listen to it. That meant the same exact thing. Okay. And I can say that another seven different ways if you want me to, to make it sound different. But it means the same thing. So you need to look at the ego and understand the ego. What does the ego think like? What does a child think like? How does an ego think? How does a child think? I've given you a hundred different versions of the ego in the last hour. I looked at the clock. It's probably been more than a hundred different parables on what an ego is and how it acts and what to look for. So you, you know this. You should already know all of this anyways. Shouldn't have me as an adult telling you this but someone had to tell me that because we're stuck here because everything is in ego right i just watched the movie the northman and when the movie was over i went wow scary thing is that in that age back in the year 600 something 800 something that something like that probably happened i don't know if that was based on a true story but it could have been right the story to me was based on uh, half Conan the Barbarian and um, what was the other thing and half uh, and half uh, um, uh, um, Hamlet, which I think was the same story anyways, right? So the so the concept of the movie was that the little boy's father was murdered by his brother, and he usurped the kingdom. And the little boy was wanting to exact revenge on his uncle. That's the craziness that went on in Denmark in, in that story of Hamlet. Okay. Same exact story. But then if you, if you take that and you say, well, the, it wasn't, he was ruling his kingdom, but the kid didn't grow up in the court of the kingdom. Right. And, and then he went and became a slave. And then and that's Conan. Conan's father was killed by a man who was usurping the kingdom uh, because he wanted the swords, not the kingdom itself. And Conan was sold into slavery and then became free and then went back after hunting the guy who killed his father and his mother. And in this storyline, 
it was uh, his father killed his brother, but it wasn't through Wormwood, and he didn't and he did usurp the throne. Uh, but he didn't. He went and became a slave. Went and, and became a Viking somewhere else. Then became a slave when he realized that his uncle was. Some of these people were getting slaves to send to his uncle. Found out that his uncle's kingdom, who was his father's kingdom, got taken over by uh, by uh, by uh, uh, what's his name, a uh, king um, uh, uh, Bluetooth. Uh, so he then he won, then he became the slave to hide to go and kill that, and then it turns out the mother was orchestrated the whole fucking thing, right? But then through the entire thing, he's having visions. Everybody's having visions because of their religion, uh, because of the, uh, the they all. He was trying to ascend to Valhalla, and his father believed that he had to die in combat or he wouldn't go there. His mother called that stupid, simple thinking, right? Oh, I can see you're just as dumb as your father. You believe that bullshit. Right. And uh, then, you know, he gets this woman pregnant. And he has a vision that she's pregnant, going to have two kids. And then he was told by the prophet that he would have to decide. And he's like, no, I'm going to pick both. I'm going to go sacrifice myself and get killed uh, and make sure that my my woman has my children and they become princes and kings. And then he goes back and he fights the guy to the death. And at the same time, he chops the guy's head off. The guy stabs him in the heart and both of them fucking die. And at the end of it, I was like, wow, I'm glad I didn't pay money to see this in the theater. That was a complete waste. If this would have been 30 years ago when I watched that, I would have went, oh, fucking great movie. He died a great fucking death, man. Fucking died in combat. He's going to Valhalla. Right? The person I am today went, wow, that was kind of sad. That was a waste. That was a waste because his spirituality and his cognitive ability and thinking was not that above you must die in combat. That is what the that is what the 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 people tell people that they want to be fodder for them. The only way you're going to heaven is you have to commit suicide dying for me. You have to die in combat where I tell you to go. Kings do that when they want their armies to fight to the last man. The Vikings did that to their people, so they would have to. The only way you're going to heaven is to die. Does that sound familiar? In the modern day, that's what they tell the Muslims. Go blow yourself up so you get to go to heaven and get 47 virgins. Virgins. Wait, no, virgins. You get 47 little girls who have never had sex with anybody. Where are they getting all these virgins from for every single person who dies? Uh, for uh, for the cause. Oh, they're just creating new ones for you to have your way with. Wait, so I, my job, I get to kill, when I go and kill myself, I get to debauch children. Uh, and then once I've uh, fucked all those virgins, they're no longer virgins. So then what? Well, don't ask questions, kid. You're in heaven. You 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 get to have a virgin every day. Yeah, yeah. That's what they said in Valhalla, too. Every day you die in combat, and you get to be reborn the next day and then die in combat again. So perpetually, you're living the life. This is Valhalla. This is Valhalla. You're living, and you're being born, and you're dying in combat, and you're getting born again to grow up and die in combat, to be born again, to grow up and die in combat. So Valhalla, the lesson of Valhalla is the lesson that you're not supposed to do that. That's what children do. And that is why, if you watch the movie, Eric the Viking, when Eric got to Valhalla, the gods were eight-year-olds and six-year-old kids. Egos. Not wise adults. But easily offended children. 
Do you see? That was why I usually tell people if you want to see the movie uh, the way the Vikings would have wrote, don't watch that version. But if you want comedy and you want to actually understand what they were trying to portray to you, the silliness of the Valhalla and the idea that you're going there because you die in combat so that every day you get to party, drink, and eat a bunch of food and then die in combat, and the next day get up and party and eat some food and die in combat, that's what you're living on this earth is that. You get to die so you get to be reborn so that you grow up and die so that you get to be reborn so that you grow up and die. But you're doing it for someone else who's not dying in combat. That's the ego. Again, there's another parable on the paradox that the ego creates that the matrix is created to do for you. Okay. All right. I'm done. It's 630. I've repeated myself about 400 times now. And I've said nothing but the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> right? Peter says Ragnarok, right? Ragnarok was told by, let me, let me put on my glasses so I can see this. Told by the sea and it had two, two kinds, three kids. One would be the tyrant, one would be the seer, and one would be, right. So, and, and right, well, and see there, there's your, that's your paradox. That's the three. Again, there's your, there's your three. One would be the seer, one would be the tyrant, and one would be the, ended up being what the, the you know, the, the slave, right? The seer, the one would be a tyrant who killed the, the world, and one would walk in the world uh, to philosophy. So, and that's the truth of it. The seer, the one would be the seer telling the story, one would be the tyrant, and one would be the, the the one who wouldn't be the tyrant would end up being the philosopher and that's the truth of what of what ragnarok is not this the world's coming to an end that's the christian version of uh of the you know the kali yuga once again the the uh, uh the time of tribul tribulation the time of trouble the end times uh right the the apocalypse uh being put, presented as ragnarok when uh, ragnarok was supposed to be uh, which ego do you feed or which do you feed the ego and or the conscience? The one person who becomes a tyrant and kills the world, and one person who walks in the world to philosophy is the the philosophical, is the spiritual, and um, that is the person who grows up to be the adult and the one who uh, goes to war, dies, and then is being reborn to try and start over. And so, if you just listen to uh, that way and think that's what you're supposed to do is perpetuate only by dying, then that's wrong. That's and so you know I like what Peter is telling the truth about. You know there was three kinds of people, three people: the person who was the seer who saw that, right? The person who was the 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 ego and the person who was the conscience, and then there's the one that you should be, and which is neither. <laughs> that's the super conscience. That's the seer. That's the the philosophical one. You either have the one who destroys the world, one who walks in the world, or the one who sees both. And rises above it, and that's what he said. What he's telling you there, and that's what Ragnarok was supposed to be. If you actually look up the religion, see. So again, you need to listen to to. Not, that's a Christian's version, not not what I just said. What he said, what I said before that is the Christian version of well, it's supposed to be. You're supposed to live and go to Valhalla and die and have that reborn to live and die in combat. Right. That's what they want you to believe so that you do that over and over and over again. The quicker you go into combat, and the quicker you die in combat, the quicker you reset, the quicker you don't know anything. So therefore, you don't live long enough to uh, realize that what I'm selling you is bullshit. And the whole time I'm staying alive and staying back in the kingdom, getting rich off of you guys going out and dying. And that's what the terrorists are doing. And that's what these governments are doing. 
around the world, the American government, all these other governments. You don't see any of those old fuckers going to combat, do you? No, they're too old. They wouldn't last the first skirmish. They would all die. Therefore, they hide behind their walls. And if it gets crazy and they think the people are coming after them, what do they do? They put up fucking gates and fences and put guards there with all kinds of fucking guns to keep you out. Think about that. The first sign of trouble. They don't want they're not they're not against guns. They're against you having guns. That's what they are. All right, guys. So learn what the ego is. Learn how the ego acts and see the ego as that child. When you diminish the ego to what its base root is, it makes it silly. Then you realize how silly, and that's the first step in avoiding the trap, knowing what it is, seeing it for what it really is, shining light on it. You can't shine light on darkness. Darkness disappears in the light. That's why you want to shine the light on the darkness, because the darkness goes away and it's no longer there. All right, guys, have a great night. Um, I will see you guys next week. Hopefully, I got I got some stuff going on. Those who know we're in the group that I told that to that know what my family's going through right now. Today's Friday, so uh, everybody was off today. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nothing happens in the judicial system, <laughs> right? Uh, so Monday through, so we'll see what happens next week. Uh, um, uh, hopefully, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I will be on the air. I will be on the air Friday because no matter what, I'll be on the air Friday because Friday, uh, there's you know just nothing going on. Okay. So hopefully Wednesday we'll be back on Skull Island and Thursday I'll be back on the Pervy Perspective. Uh, and then Friday I'll be back here talking about the law of one again, confusing you all with my babbling with, with your my bullshit, right? <laughs> all right, I love you guys. Have a great weekend. I will see you guys next week, right? And remember that, though. What is it that we're trying to accomplish here? We're just trying to beat the ego. We're trying to raise our vibration to the place where the ego can't speak to us and our brain can't speak to us. And that's us. You have to realize, first of all, where you reside and who you are. That's why Ra refers to it as the mind-body-spirit complex. Because the spirit and the mind are different. You have to realize that same thing. You're not your thinking mind. You're not this flesh body. This is a construct in this place. And it's only here to confuse you. You're supposed to rise above it. And be be upright. Be upright, not crooked. There's a reason why they call that crooked and upright. Because you are crooked when you're crooked. 23.5 degrees off of plum. Remember that. All right, guys. Have a great night.